Mom, it's really you. Of course, who else? Somebody's gotta stay alive to take care of you guys. I'm sorry, Mom. As always, you were right. I shouldn't have tried to take them on, they were too strong. You're alive, you goose. You know that's all that matters to me right now. Mom, I think I'm ready to take a trip in the time machine if it's ready. Trunks, you don't even know if you have any arms and legs left under that blanket, but you're saying that you're ready to pilot the time machine? First things first, okay? Why don't you just concentrate on healing up for a couple of weeks, and then we'll worry about getting the antidote to Goku. Gohan's dad, huh? Do you really think he's that strong? Strong enough to make a difference? Oh, yes. He can make a difference, all right. But it's not just how strong he is, Trunks. Goku has this incredible feeling about him. When you're with him, you just know everything's going to be fine. And it always is. Man, sounds good. I can't believe that I'll get to see Gohan again. I'll even get to meet my dad and see what he's like. Yeah, well, I wouldn't expect too much out of your father, dear. Gosh, you don't know how proud I am of you for doing this. You look so handsome, trunks brief. I am going to miss you, son. I guess this is the antidote for Goku? Yeah, do me a favor, don't drop it. Right. Stay out of trouble while I'm gone, okay? Sure. You know me. Yeah, that's why I'm worried. Trunks! I want you back! I love you! I love you too, Trunks! If you only knew how much... Oh dear, he's in your hands now, Goku. You're listening to The Next Dimension. Dragon Ball Z presents... The Coming of King Cold, The Second Super Saiyan, and The Boy from the Future. 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 Future.
future, future. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day. Would you be my, could you be my neighbor? Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back to the Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. I'm your host, as always, Donovan Morgan Grant. And bringing in the new year with me, as always, is Mr. Jesse Garrett. Hello. This is our uh, first new year and one of our rare uh, morning recordings. Oh, yes. And I'm actually kind of, it's kind of nice to wake up and kind of be freshed and, you know, not judged on by the rest of the day to record. So it's a good, it's a good feeling. Who, who knows? We'll probably won't do this ever again, but we might. So <laughs> 2013 brings in a lot of new stuff. Speaking of which, we are covering a very, uh, not very, but brand new saga for Dragon Ball Z. Or at least in our coverage, this is the start of us covering the Android saga. Uh, we're going to get into that after the emails, of course. Um, and before we start those, I'm trying to think if there's any more news in terms of the DBZ Battle of Gods. Uh, I believe I put the trailer on, on the Facebook page. It was pretty cool. Uh, I know Khan Zenshu's been talking a lot about it. Um, the, one of their latest episodes talked about the big, like continuity error that I, I kind of freaked out about so uh we'll, we'll we'll get into that much later on down the line when we actually cover it but besides that i don't believe there's any news coming out now oh actually there is there is um at least in terms of japan uh the manga which is originally produced in black and white as most japanese comic pretty much every japanese comic is i did hear that they're going to uh repackage a set of the manga stories in full colorizations, which is pretty cool. Uh, but besides that, nothing that really concerns us. It's not like, you know, Akira Tarama's gone back and rewrote the story, so we won't need... At least he's not done that yet. So, uh, uh, without further babbling, let's get into the emails. And our first one is... Uh, well, I'll let Jesse say it. Who is it from, Jesse? Uh, Eric Dietzen. He starts off, Dear Donovan and Jesse, you guys have been making a podcast with a power level of 9,001. Thank you. <laughs> so you owe me a new scouter. That uh, Check your mail, yeah. We'll get on <laughs> that. I have no complaints except that except for that you guys only make a n- new one once a month, which seems to be a common subject in the emails you guys get. Check anyway, the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a couple of things while listening to your podcast. During the Frieza battle, it takes Frieza five Long minutes to blow up Namek. However, watching DBZ abridged on YouTube, I noticed it took less than five seconds to blow up the Bug Planet. Is this because Vegeta's finger blast is better than Frieza's? Yes. Now, going back to the Saiyan saga, I mean, it, it is Vegeta. Oh, yeah. He, he would like to think so, anyway. Ass Bulma. Oh! Hey! That's foreshadowing. <laughs> Now, going back to the uh, Saiyan saga, how is it that you miss with a spirit bomb? Come on, <laughs> Krillin. I understand that Goku had to train, but wasn't that just getting the momentum? The question was probably an easy answer. The, the question was probably an easy answer, but later, how does Gohan bounce energy back at Vegeta? If energy worked like that, wouldn't every villain just bounce all of Goku's Kamehameha's right back at him? Like playing a game of <laughs> Death Catch? And then Gohan had the skills to hit Vegeta after bouncing Krillin's miss off him. That just really insults Krillin, who couldn't hit Vegeta throwing the spirit bomb that was given to him somehow by half-dead Goku. Toriyama really did not think very hard on this one, did he? Oh well, finally, a couple of questions about Cooler. How many forms does he have? 
I have heard that he has the same number of forms as Frieza, and in the Revenge of Cooler movie, he just shows up in his second-to-last form. This leads me to my finally last question. Which of these is intended Cooler's true form? I hope it didn't take up more than half of your podcast. Hopefully not, since I, I'd like to think our podcast would be longer than like four minutes. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> but I can guarantee it is. I will say that, because I'm not sure if we talked about this when we covered the, the end of the Saiyan Saga, that the Gohan, like Gohan, bounce off the spirit bomb. It's, it's you know, you won't die because you're a good guy. Like, that is a little lame. <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about that? It's a little, um, well, yeah, lame. But mostly it's, <laughs> it's kind of a contrivance of the plot. And I think since Gohan's been shown to be special and unique, you can kind of go with it. It's like, oh, well, he can do this, this, and this, and I'm talking about how strong and powerful he is, so maybe he has the ability to do that. I don't, I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of necessary for the plot and how the plot was sort of cobbled together, I suppose. And I like that. That's probably what, you know, Toriyama was kind of just throwing stuff together at this point, so I doubt, you know, he put a whole lot of thought into it. Yeah, I doubt so, too. I think by this point, uh, and we'll, we'll get into it later on, that, like, by now, Toriyama's kind of got his storytelling down, whereas up to that point, at least in terms of Dragon Ball Z... He kind of just throwing stuff out together, see what sticks. He does make a good. Eric makes a good point though about Cooler in that, as I was remembering, I think I was listening to the last episode, and when he was flying towards the sun, he didn't he transform back into like the the form that we that he was when we first met him. So yes. Like, so he's he's he told Goku that he's not in his initial form, but he spends most he spends the entire movie in that like second or third or fourth form. I'm not sure which one it was, but uh, that is kind of interesting. Like. If if he's not in his original initial form, then why is he why is he there? <laughs> I don't, it it, it kind of lends one to question like like what uh what he would look like beforehand and you know what why he chooses that form to stay in. It's interesting. Hmm. Particularly how like someone like Frieza just initially stays in his default form. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then we'll probably we can probably ask that question later on to their father, King Cold. Uh, that's much later. Which actually, I do have a question I'll bring up uh, when we get there. Not necessarily about King Cole, but about uh, Frieza. Oh, yes. Oh, there, there'll be questions. Like <laughs> a Frieza. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, I like that name. Okay, so from Aaron, we go back to everyone's favorite returning emailer, Mr. Daniel Yarbrough. Daniel writes, Hello again, Donovan and Jesse. I gotta say, I really enjoyed listening to your 13th episode and could not wait to email you guys. Honestly, I can't believe you're already through the Frieza saga. You guys are plowing through the series a lot faster than I imagined when I started listening to the show, but it's never felt like you'd leave anything out. I wanted to comment on your discussion of this all-new Dragon Ball Z content coming out now. Personally, I'm really looking forward to the new movie. It's going to expand on what is my personal favorite era of the series, and it's also the place where I think there is most room for new stories to be told with the characters. As for the debate of what is canon and what it isn't, I think the two factors play out a big part of the fan community's acceptance besides Toriyama's personal involvement. Mainly the quality of the product and how well the story fits is what already, is what already established. GT is not accepted by fans by now, and it seems that the creators just do not care because it doesn't have as much of Toriyama's involvement, but the series just sucked anyway. <laughs> Ouch. GT made too many drastic changes to the characters and story to feel that the proper continuation and conclusion of the series. If it had continued the story without feeling like such bad change, I don't think fans would really mind if Toriyama had a hand in it or not. Another good example to me is the most recent anime specials, uh, Goku with his friends return and the episode of Bardock. 
Neither was written by Toriyama, only receiving a bit of influence design design influence from the series creator. But to me, Son Goku and his friends' return is more canon because it had some things that are a bit of a stretch. The entire story looks and feels as though it could have happened in DBZ. This is something that could have conceivably happened in the stories prior to these characters. Episode of Bark, on the other hand, does not seem to fit at all, and the story does not sit well with what we have seen in the series before, and instantly makes fans count it as not canon because it just doesn't fit in the world as we know it. There was a lot of good there was a lot of good email discussion on your last show, and thankfully it wasn't all from my email holding up for an hour. It's a shame that power levels pretty much go out the window now since it helps give an idea of where the fighters stand right off the bat. But I can see why it was done away with. I agree. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing Jan Roman's email about his experience watching all through the original Dragon Ball anime. It was also ironic as my girlfriend Maria and I had just finished watching the last season of Dragon Ball ourselves after finally buying the DVDs off Amazon. I really enjoyed getting to watch those episodes again myself. You can see the start of what would become DBZ. Tien is such a badass in that part of the series with a really great storyline I think pushed him to up to my, one of my top 5 characters. And Chi Chi... Damn it, Chi-Chi is so great at the end of Dragon Ball that it makes you hate her behavior in Dragon Ball Z. If you guys never go back to cover Dragon Ball as a whole, I would recommend watching at least the last two seasons whenever you get the chance. It really does set the stage for what is to come and let you see what are probably some of the best moments for the early cast of characters. I would recommend that too. We were on such a Dragon Ball hot that while watching those episodes, Maria posted a journal entry into her DeviantArt page that, uh, asking questions that I would like to throw out to you guys. I will quote them from her page. Out of curiosity, to anyone... Who would like to share? What are some of your personal favorite? What are some of your personal head canons about anything in this universe, DBZ or whatever? What caused it to be, and what are some things you wished Toriyama did or did not do? And just for kicks, how were you introduced to the series? Um, I think we probably cover this uh, once we got done with the actual series. Uh, but I think for now we could answer how we were introduced to the series if we've not said so. Uh, I mean, so Jesse, how were you sort of aware of DBZ before I could force you to be on this show? <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen, because Dalvin just sent me a text. Uh, hey, so do you like Dragon Ball? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the clearest, the uh, the first awareness I had of Dragon Ball was probably my sixth grade uh, computer class. My lab partner was this guy who had a three ring trapper keeper full of Dragon Ball playing cards. Okay. And I this is before I'd even seen the show on Toonami or. Or anywhere, so I wasn't aware of that. I just see all these cards, all these different characters on it, and being the Pokemon fan I was at the time, I was like, "Hey, they have playing cards. Let me look at these." And he, uh, you know, he just kind of perked my interest by telling me about all these characters and, oh, well, you know, these characters do this and they confuse, and this guy has a power level of this, this, and this. I'm like, that's really interesting. And then, you know, I see it on uh, Toonami shortly after that, and. I didn't follow the series in and out like every every day because it came on every day at, after school. Right. But uh, I would usually catch it uh, at least a couple times a week. Not enough to like kind of get any type of coherent story. I would just okay, Goku's back. Okay, Goku's dead again. He's back again. Uh, but that was probably my earliest. So probably around the age of ten, eleven, mm-hmm. is when I first heard about the series. And ever since then, it's kind of been in my peripherals as far as like awareness. You know, you kind of you have to know what a Super Saiyan is. Yeah. If you're from my generation. Yeah, I think I think definitely in terms of like uh, current, not current, but like in terms of our generation. Because I'm not, I don't, I don't really think that even though Kai is playing in America, I'm not. I would say that like it's not nearly as popular as it was ten years ago, like around uh, like in between 1998 and 2003. Um, yeah. 
I as I was watching Toonami before Dragon Ball Z came on, I was I was a fan of Voltron and especially Robotech. Uh, so when Dragon Ball Z came on, they were, they really hyped it up, and I think even before then, I, I had a, I didn't know it was Dragon Ball Z, but I kind of had seen like you know images of the series and knew it was a big fighting show. So I watched it when it came on, uh, and you know just loved it because it was so it was so much fun watching these people beat the crap out of each other, uh, and it really was like unlike I think anything I've seen before in terms of just a, an action show. Um, so I was I, I know I was in about uh, maybe I think the summer before fourth grade. Uh, I had some friends who were also into it as well, so we'd all kind of like uh, try to watch the series. One thing we did do is that like I didn't have a computer until I was thirteen, but my friends had computers, and they would always look up what happens later on in the series, and like you know, that's just the history and the mythology of what happens to the characters sounded really interesting. Like Vegeta becomes a good guy and all that stuff. Like no way, he's so evil. I can agree. Like um, it's almost. And this is probably a very grandiose comparison, but you're in history class and you hear about, you know, Hercules and you hear about all these mythical characters. You don't learn about them in any type of linear like, fashion. Linear fashion, yeah. And that's kind of how I was aware of Dragon Ball. Yeah. You know, but Vegeta, Vegeta becomes good and has a son. What? Huh? Yeah, it's so evil, awesome. and it's like you. The fact that you know what's going to happen doesn't necessarily diminish the storytelling because you want to know how it gets there. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's absolutely true. Cause I I always spoil a lot of things, but like at no point was I not sucked into the show. And there's there still turned out to be lots of things more that I didn't know was going to happen. You know, I'll actually get into a little bit more. But like when when I was first told about Trunks, I will say that like I was laughing for like a, a solid ten minutes just by the idea of somebody named <laughs> Trunks. <laughs> I found that so hilarious. <laughs> but um, th 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 this this actually kind of continues into this the the coverage of today. So we'll which we'll get into. Daniel continues, by the way, I don't think you guys would want me on your Dragon Ball Evolution episode, because I'm one of the few people on the planet who actually say good things about it. What? Said Donovan. <laughs> yes, it's a very bad movie. But I'm, I'm is, like, is he happy when it ends? Like... <laughs> Aren't the credits awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bad movie, but I'm enough of a fan to enjoy what did get on the screen and manage to block out the bad. Though, like you guys, I have to come to the conclusion that the Dragon Ball would make a much better live-action television series adaptation than a movie. I never thought of Goku as playing around with or indulging Frieza when he was dodging his Destructo Disc knockoffs. To me, I just figured that Goku actually did have to work that hard to keep the things from cutting him because we see that they can hurt him, and, he's, and even if he's faster, then he still needs time to think of how to get rid of them and act on it. All that said, the scene does go on too, for far too long trying to pat out the end of the fight. I still think that Goku could have left if he wanted to. Just by, he doesn't look the least bit concerned. I know that they could, they could cut him, but um, tomato, tomato. As far as the debate on this being the in intended end of DBZ or not, I can see the idea coming up one at a time or another. Probably something Toriyama thought of, maybe even planned for a while, but I don't think it was an idea that lasted long. And I definitely think that by the time the actual end of the story was drawn upon, they were planning to continue. Deciding to end the series as big as Dragon Ball is not something Toriyama could just spring on, on his publishers, and continuing is not something they could just force him to do the next issue. It might have been discussed, but it had to have been discussed long before they go got off to publishing it. Personally, I can see where it would be a good ending to the series as a culmination of Goku's adventures if he had died fighting Frieza. It could work, but definitely not my preferred way for it to end. I gotta say, you guys helped me remember why I like the Frieza saga a lot more than I thought I did. On the whole, I would still put it as my least favorite of the big DBZ stories, but that is because how much I like the other three than for any fault with it. There's no denying that this story arc was a game changer for the series and made Dragon Ball Z what it is today. For that alone, if you're a fan of the series at all, you just gotta love it. 
Well, now to go watch the Lord's Luck movie so I can listen and follow along with your <laughs> next big movie extravaganza episode. I'll be sure to write in to you guys soon after. Till then, I'll be waiting to listen to your coverage on one of the biggest fans' favorite stories in all of Dragon Ball Z. That's right, the Garlic Jr. Saga. Oh, and something about robots or something, I don't remember. Till next time, Daniel Jarbro. bro. <laughs> uh, he's got our number. Um, and, and we, we've said to release the movie episode, Daniel, so we'll be awaiting your thoughts on uh, Chief of Might, Lord's Luck, and Cool's Revenge. Yes, and... very much so. I want an individual email per movie, Daniel. Oh, absolutely. So we can pat out the email section. <laughs> From Daniel Yarbrough comes Mr. Reginald Barnes Jr. Writing back, I believe. And what does he say, Jesse? Our next email is from Reginald Barnes, as Donovan said. He starts off, Dear Next Dimension, Just want to let you know that you are doing a good job as always. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I enjoyed the final episodes of the Frieza Saga discussion and understand completely why many fans felt that it may that it should have ended there. Me personally, I feel that it should have ended at the Cell Saga. Things are wrapped up perfectly and I like and I like many fans feel that the Boo Saga was forced. While there were some things I liked, the saga was completely unnecessary. I mean, come on, Toriyama. A big pink man <laughs> a big pink man child is the final villain? Really? <laughs> also, glad you're skipping talking about the Garlic Jr. saga as it was total garbage. <laughs> EZ abridged episodes thirty one addresses that perfectly. Looking forward to the Android Saga discussions. Take care and watch out for Mr. Popo. Reginald Bonds. <laughs> Garbage, you say? Uh, well, okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into this before we actually uh, um, talk about the Android Saga. But before then, we will cut real quick to a brief commercial break, and we'll be right back. Holy nightmare. So we all know who Robin is, right? Short pants... Bad, holy insert object gear jokes. Kind of weird relationship with an older man who dresses like a bat. I know, right? So not what Batman needs. Thing is, if that's your impression of Robin, then you don't know Robin. I'm Tom Panneries, and for most of my comic collecting career, I've been a Teen Titans fan. Moreover, I've been a huge fan of Robin and Nightwing, so I've decided to take a look at those who have worn the costume in a podcast miniseries called Taking Flight. Taking Flight focuses on the life and career of Dick Grayson as he evolved from Boy Wonder to Nightwing. I'll take a look at his origin story, his time with the Teen Titans, and his evolution into Nightwing. Along the way, I'll also look at Jason Todd and Tim Drake, stopping right after Zero Hour when Dick left the Titans behind. Episodes will come out just about every week at takingflight.podomatic.com, and you can find show notes at popcultureaffidavit.com. Join me as I take a look at Comic Dumb's most famous sidekick, who is a vital part of Batman's mythos. Teenage Anarchist! Alright, you have our attention. What brings you here to kill you two? What else? Sorry, could you repeat that? I am here to kill you. Huh. He's serious, father. Oh, I'm terrified. Aren't you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew with whom you were picking a fight. Oh, I know. Huh. Yeah, you're Frieza. <laughs> it really shouldn't be that surprising. Truth is, I've known about you for years. Ah, you flatter me. It seems my reputation precedes me, even on the likes of this worthless rock. Well, not completely. It seems someone failed to tell you that I am the strongest being this universe has ever seen. 
Seems someone failed to tell you you're gonna die here. And we're back. Um, as I as I threatened before, uh, well, we're going to do the Android Saga. But uh, before then, I would like to just take some time out to say what we'll be cutting out. Because um, I, I was telling Jesse before we started recording that in the anime, uh, in between the moments where Dende wished all the Namekians off to, to another planet, and everyone was you know living their peaceful lives, waiting for Goku to return, uh, who should show up but Garley Jr.? Remember that guy? The imp from the dead zone. Uh, yeah, he comes back. He invades Kami's tower and like traps Kami and Popo into some sort of like I forgot what he does. I'm not seen this in a long time, but I know the I remember the gist of it. Um, it's about a ten episode arc, which is you know if only a technical the shortest story arc I believe. I think it's shorter than the other world tournament, and um, it's basically. Gohan, Piccolo, and Krillin fighting off, because uh, what Gar Jr. has done is he's trying to turn the world into, like, mindless zombies, and trying to rule the world from Kami's Tower, so, uh, like, so, like Master Roshi and Chi-Chi and Yamcha all become evil, and, like, they have to fight Garlic Jr. and his, and his even more henchmen, and, um, it's, it's fun, I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't really think it's bad, but it's just, you know, because it's not actually forwarding the story, I tend to not think too much of it, uh, I do have in the, in the schedule that we'll cover it uh, way on down the line after we've covered all the canon Dragon Ball Z stories. So we will cover it eventually, just not right now because the Android talk is a lot more pressing. Plus, Kai cut it out for the strict reasons that it's not part of the series, so it'll be easier for Jesse to kind of like uh, go along with go along with um, what we what we need to cover for this podcast. But uh, be on the lookout for that in God knows how long. <laughs> Won't be this year, I tell you that. And. Uh, from there, I suppose we'll get started with the Android Saga, which I gotta say, I'm really looking forward to. We begin basically, and we'll we'll get into all the filler stuff later on. But essentially, after Dende and the rest of the Mechians disappear from Planet Earth, a year passes, and I will say that it's kind of hard to figure out the story, the timeline between is it a year from then or is it a year after the end of the Free Saga? But it's a year later, and um. Some wacky things happen, and basically, Vegeta returns from outer space. He was looking for Goku to try to figure out how to become a Super Saiyan, but that didn't happen. So he lands conveniently right where he uh, blasted off, back into Capsule Corp. And um, some weird things start happening with him and Bulma <laughs> that uh, we'll get into. But um, for all intents and purposes, Vegeta's now living on Earth. Gohan's, you know, sitting in his room one day, doing his homework, when all of a sudden he feels this strange surge of evil energy very familiar evil energy and then he gets a phone call from krillin saying do you feel that master Roshi and i feel that and all across the planet we see the z fighters tien piccolo yamcha vegeta all sense that the one and only frieza is coming back to planet earth that's right king kai was wrong again <laughs> god i can't stand <laughs> so somehow <laughs> Frieza's Deus Ex Machina his way back to life, and uh, is not only not only is he returning, but he has some company with him. Uh, do you want to describe who's who's coming with him, Jesse? So I won't hog up the entire podcast. His poppy. Oh yeah. <laughs> his ginormous poppy. Well, Frieza's a small guy, and King Cold is massive, and it spends most of the episode like with his. <laughs> With his arm on his face, looking extremely bored. <laughs> looking really fey. 
Oh yeah, it's okay. Let's take care of this. Oh. Yeah, he's like, he's like, all right, Frieza, let's go get your revenge. Which it's an itch, which I think is an interesting kind of like dynamic to add to Mister. I'm the strongest in the universe. Oh, by the way, here's my father. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that. So, Gohan's flipping out. Everyone, everyone on the planet's flipping out. Vegeta's freaking out, saying, "Damn you, Kakarot! You didn't kill him like like we we heard." So, Gohan immediately knows what this means and puts on his Saiyan armor and just flies off to where he feels the 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 big. Uh, the big evil energy is, is arriving. He meets up with Krillin. Meanwhile, Vegeta, <laughs> taking Yamcha along for the ride, uh, gets there first. They're the first to arrive. They're later joined by Tien. Tien and Vegeta aren't really happy to see each other. In fact, Vegeta's mouthing off to every Z fighter, which is pretty awesome. And um, Piccolo joins. Bulma and Poir join stupidly. And Yamcha even says, why are you here? But I want to see what Frieza looks like. And uh, once Krillin and Gohan land, and the big... Frieza's spaceship lands on planet Earth, and um, everyone's getting ready to fight them. Tien and Yamcha are completely taken aback because they never felt Frieza's power, and they're basically crapping themselves. Like, you guys, you guys seriously fought this kind of evil? You've got to be kidding me! Why are we even going up against? Them? This is where Yamcha starts to, his whining. Why are we even going up against them? We'll be slaughtered. It's hopeless. Oh yes, it's persistent whining. Yeah, persistent whining, in fact. So Piccolo says, Stop your whining! You are acting like a little bitch! Suck it up and get off your stinking ass! And then Vegeta says, You understand the point? You understand what's going on, right? This is the end of your planet. So, King Cold, who looks like Frieza's second form with like the devil horns, he's, he's big, he's gigantic. And, you know, of course, because it's Frieza's father, he's wearing a Speedo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although he does have a cape, which is pretty awesome. He and Frieza and uh, about, uh, I guess, ten or so henchmen leave the spaceship. Frieza says that what they're going to do is wait for the Super Saiyan to get there. so th Because they can sense that Goku is arriving in some sort of spaceship. He will be on Earth in about three hours. So their plan here, see, is to kill off every human on, on Earth. So Goku will be really upset and... While Goku's emotional and grieving, Frieza will attack him and kill him, getting his revenge. Because as Frieza says, he's been more powerful than ever. And I neglected to mention that Frieza looks a lot different <laughs> than we we did last time we saw him. For one thing, he has his, he has legs now. Uh, and his, a tail. His tail is back. His legs are back. His arm is back, and half of his face is back. Um, but they're not back in how you think. He's basically half alien, half robot. Which actually kind of is kind of cool. They made um, him better. Yeah, <laughs> they had the technology. They they remade him with six million dollars, and um, he's this is what we basically refer to as Mecha Frieza because he's basically put together by different uh, technological weaponry and different alien tech and different. It looks robot very parts. like hodgepodge. It's not polished at all. He's got like things sticking out and padding in random places. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that like he was basically like stitched together. He's not like it's not like he was made into like he's not flawless. He doesn't look at all like himself. Besides what what, what wasn't damaged by Goku's attack and the explosion of Planet Namek. And the um, I think this episode has the flashback with how he how he King Cold found him, and the whole scene is like he's getting put back together like Darth Vader. Like he's yeah. on the operating table, all the minions are like working at him, and he I think he finally wakes up and he's like, "We're going to Earth, Father." That was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> Lord Frieza, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, the first thing he says is, set the course for Earth.
So he 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 seriously wants to f Goku up, and and understandably too. Although I gotta well, I'll I'll say I'll save it for later. <laughs> so the Z fighters are keeping their power levels hidden, so uh, the scout they won't their their energy won't be picked up by the scouters. This is the last time we see scouters, by the way. So Frieza and his men say, "Okay, men, go up there and kill every human on the planet." So the Super Saiyan will be upset when he arrives. Yes, Frieza. So the henchmen fly up to the sky, and they kind of fall back down in pieces. <laughs> so um, what happens by this point is that a lone figure floats down onto the ground. We see, starting from the bottom up, someone in orange boots, black sweatpants, a utility belt, wearing a lavender purple jacket. With the Capsule Corp insignia on his left arm. See a young man with a very serious expression on his face. Purple hair, bright blue eyes, with a sword on his back. And he says, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right to Frieza. King Cold's like, uh, you want to repeat that? And he says, I said, I'm going to kill you. So Frieza and King Cold are laughing him off because they're very haughty saying, go home boy, you're drunk. And uh, uh, has a henchman um, go up, go up to try to shoot him. Says, you have no idea who you're messing with, do you? And he says, oh, oh, I do, I do. Frieza, right? And he says, oh, well, you've heard of me. Too bad you didn't know that I'm the most powerful being this universe has ever seen. This guy says, yeah, it's too bad you don't know that you're going to die today. So Frieza's had enough of this talk and tells his henchman to kill him. The henchman says that the, uses Scouter and says that this young man's power level is only power level 5. So he shoots an energy blast at him. The young man quickly smacks it away and punches the guy out who slams into the ship. <laughs> so this guy's got some fighting chops, clearly. Frieza and King Cold are like, oh, that's pretty cool. The henchmen are like, you won't get away with that. So the young man takes, uh, silently grasps his sword. And in a flash of light, all the men fall over dead. It's at this point that the Z Fighters all recognize that there's a huge power level that has landed on the planet and all the other strong power levels have just disappeared. So something's going on and the fight has started. So uh, at this point, the young man keeps on threatening, now it's your turn. You really are going to die. I will bring you down in seconds. Frieza, who never knows <laughs> who he's up against, saying, you don't know who you're talking to. There's an old lesson that you should learn. The half-strong die first. And I was I almost said the guy's name. <laughs> he says, I will tell you this. You better bring everything you have with me. I'm no pushover like Goku. Goku, huh? Oh, okay. So so you know the Super Saiyan's name. You're one of his friends, aren't you? One of his earthling friends. No, I only know him by reputation. But I have to say I'm a fan of his work. And by the way, you said you make the Super Saiyan suffer by killing all the earthlings before he got here, right? Frieza says, yes, but of course, since you killed my men, I'll have to do the dirty work myself. And the young man says, I guess that was a miscalculation on your part. One of your many. And Frieza's like, well, I can I can kill every human on this planet in, within seconds, in the blink of an eye. No, 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 no. The miscalculation I'm talking about is thinking that Son Goku was the only Super Saiyan in existence when you're talking to another one right now. What? So at this point, the young man starts to grasp his fists, scream, and power up. All the, all the dead bodies around him start just to shoot up in the air as the earth starts to move and shake. And, yep, this guy is a Super Saiyan. <laughs> Spiky yellow hair, his blue eyes have turned green, and he's emitting a lot of power. So he says, die! 
Um, the Z Fighters are all freaking out, and Gohan says, It's Dad! That's the same energy that Dad had when he fought Frieza! Uh, so what ha what happens is that Frieza says, You're going to die, and blasts the, the fighter, the Super Saiyan, we'll see. Because we don't know the guy's name, so we'll just call him the Super Saiyan for now. Um, there are several times where Frieza says, Oh, I can kill you, and blasts him, and he, he keeps on being proven wrong by you know having his energy shot back at him. Uh, even Frieza, even at one point, does the whole cooler move by... You know, making a gigantic ball of energy with the, his finger and throwing it down the planet. Which one of yeah, King Cold says it's going to destroy the planet that he can't take it, but he doesn't care at this point. Yeah, Freeze is so so freaked out that like he'll he'll like you know just destroy the planet just to get rid of somebody posing at this as a Super Saiyan. So at that point, uh, the Super Saiyan holds it with one arm, saying, "You don't understand. You're going to die." So Freeze shoots an energy blast into the big ball of energy that the Super Saiyan is holding, and it explodes. A nuclear explosion actually happens. Um, so he's nowhere to be found, and they're like, ha, clearly he's dead. But little do they know that the Super Saiyan is like, like, like far away, but like within clear, within clear range, like looking down upon them like a mountain away. So he shoots his arms out, does a crazy move with his arms, like, like flying them all around, and uh, shoots them back, back into his, his line of vision. He screams, Frieza! They turn around, see where he is. He shoots the ball of energy where King Cold and Frieza jump up in the air to dodge. Frieza's like, ha! You missed! How could you miss? Turns around up into the air, sees the Super Saiyan with his sword stretched out, and in a blink of an eye, he is cut straight down the middle. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's cut straight down the middle, and then sliced into very small pieces. Yeah, just and to add insult detonated. <laughs> yeah, he he's sliced down the middle, sliced into several more pieces, and then fried alive. So right in front of our eyes, we know for a fact that Frieza is for sure this time real's dead. Yeah, he he takes no chances of them getting sewn back together. Absolutely, he's just he's he's incinerated. Talented boy. Excellent work. You Super Saiyans far exceed my expectations. <laughs> you destroyed my son Frieza and appear none the worse for wear. If you're interested, I seem to find myself short in air. With your peerless strength, you'd make a worthy addition to my clan. Think of it. You'd be a prince, and magnificent worlds the universe over would be at your disposal. Sounds pretty lame. You turn up your nose at my offer. That's a shame. By the way, stranger, I'm curious about your sword. It must be quite a piece of workmanship. Truly, for how else could you have drawn it through my son with such ease? Might I take a closer look? Come now. You're not afraid to be without it for a moment, are you? I thought. This has been forged by a master. 
I'm thinking, perhaps the only reason you defeated Frieza was because you had this sword in hand. That sound about right? I don't know, you think so? Yes. It all makes sense now. Clearly, without this sword in your possession, you're nothing. <laughs> Die! Obviously, if I see this, Vegeta's like, that was definitely Freeze up there. He 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 was just eliminated without without any effort by this guy. Bulma thinks it's Goku come to save them all again, but Yamcha says, whoever that is, that isn't Goku. His energy is completely different. So Vegeta's like, screw it, and just flies over to, you know, join the fight, and the other Z fighters follow him too. But Yamcha carrying Bulma because she can't fly. So at um, at this point, uh, the Super Saiyan lands uh, about to face off against King Cold. King Cold at first looks really, he's not very happy that uh, his son died, but then he starts to smile and says, you are very talented indeed. That was impressive. You killed my son within seconds, just like he promised. Hey, since I'm missing a son, be one in his place. Join me and we'll take over the galaxy together. All these planets and solar systems will be yours. The Super Saiyan says, and eh, it sucks. Oh, really? You, you really shouldn't talk bad to me. By the way, can I see your sword? It looks impressive to, to kill Freezer so effortlessly. So the Super Saiyan reaches back and uh, grasps the sword. And throws it to King Cold, who examines it, saying, oh, yes, this was definitely made by a master marksman. Or craftsman, I should say. You know, I have an idea. What if you actually couldn't beat Frieza without this sword? What do you think? It's that impressive. So, <laughs> the Super Saiyan's like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? Yes, I think that without this sword, you can never defeat me! Now die! And so, King Cold tries to attack the Super Saiyan with his own sword. That doesn't happen, because he catches it with his bare hand, and then starts to power up. Like a finger, yeah, between my two fingers. <laughs> uh, that's how cool he is. So, uh, King Cole can't even budge, and the Super Saiyan starts to walk towards him, backing him off, grasping the sword in his hand. Uh, well, yeah, aw. <laughs> He's just kind of like humoring him, saying, Well, you tried. At least you'll die knowing that. So he puts his hand to King Cole's heart. King Cole says, No, wait, stop, please! And he just gets blasted off. Shot right through the heart, rather awesomely. So, he's dead. The Super Saiyan goes then to destroy the, the spaceship, and no remaining remnants of Frieza or his army <laughs> remain. The entire clan is destroyed by this point. None remain in existence, unless there are other Frieza planets which have henchmen. But then never mind, because Frieza and his family are for sure dead. I can promise you that. So at this point, all the Z fighters are staring up in, in the sky, just like, just taken aback, like, this happens so fast that they don't know how to re respond. The Super Saiyan powers down to his normal state, turns around, and while the others are bracing for a fight, he says, Hey! I'm going to meet Son Goku now! He's about to arrive! You guys want to join me? I have drinks! And it was, it was like, what? what? How does he know, Dad? So, Vegeta's like, I don't care what he says he is. He's a fraud. Let's go and uh, defraud him, figure out he's a fake. So they all decide to follow him. So I'm going to stop right there, because <laughs> a lot's happened that we need to talk about. And um, so from the beginning of this, this, this storyline where Vegeta lands, all the way to the brutal murder of Frieza and his father, what are you thinking, Jesse? How, how, what do you think about this, this, the, biggest, the start to this saga so far? Leaving, uh, leaving the revelations of uh, who this mystery man is as a mystery, just, just, just for a little bit. 
Well, even without knowing who he is, uh, they do a good job of uh, establishing that he is on a whole other playing level than anyone we've seen so far. Oh, yeah. Even Goku. I mean, he he decimates Frieza and Cooler. And Cooler has been established to be at a much stronger level than even Frieza. King Cold, yeah. I mean, well, King, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. King Cold. Yeah, because they, they say, oh, Frieza's back, you know, that power level. And then there's another one even stronger. I would say it right now. That's that's ridiculous. How, how many times did Frieza, throughout the, the Frieza saga, say he's the strongest in the universe? And not mention his father. I mean, even Vegeta said that. And it's it's obviously like, you know, Kirochama just like adding his stuff. And it, I'm not so much mad about it, but that does kind of come out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm, that part... Oh, don't, don't, well, don't. Can you establish that? I guess, can you assume that Freeze was just lying about it? And didn't want to, you know, my daddy's stronger than me, but other than that, I'm the strongest there is. Or if it's just a matter of... Frieza legitimately believes he's the strongest and just refuses to acknowledge the power level of his father. Well, it's interesting because, like, it also, it kind of goes hand in hand to the fact that Frieza's alive in the first place. Yeah. Which, that, <laughs> I find a bit of a stretch. What were you thinking? I want, I want to get it the was, stuff out of the way. It was kind of like, really? Okay. And then... Especially to be taken out so early, it's like, well, they clearly just needed to build this guy up to, you know, turn him over to the audience. Because, yeah. yeah, it's like he, he came back for one episode, like, Frieza's back, Mecha Frieza. And, I mean, they do establish that, I think they even said, you know, he looks worse where he's not as strong as he used to be. Mm -hmm. Which would make sense being, you know, half a robot. Yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. It, it's kind of a necessary plot point, I guess. You, you know, you have to introduce this character. You want him to be perceived as being strong and, like, way stronger than anybody's ever been. So how do you do that? Well, you, you get him to kill Frieza instantly, pretty much. It's funny because that's a, that's a move that Toriyama does all the time. Uh, I even remember in Dragon Ball when um, there was, there was this uh, assassin character <laughs> called uh, Tao Pai Pai. And, like, when during the Red Ribbon Saga, which we'll get into, um, Goku and Krillin were fighting against this guy called General Blue, who's this, like, you know, super strong guy, this, this fighter. And, like, you know, at, at one point, like, I think, I forgot what happens, but, like, he escapes or they escape. And um, so the Red Ribbon Army uh, hires Tao Pai Pai to come in. And to show how awesome Tao Pai Pai is, he kills General Blue with his tongue. <laughs> he just, like, 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 touches him with his tongue on, on, the, on the base of his head, and he, the guy just, like, drops dead. That's how tough he is. And like, it's it's it, it, it's a recurring theme in in Dragon Ball that like you know, the Vegeta and Yappa are stronger than Raditz, Frieza's stronger than Vegeta, you know. So it's it's one thing where like you know to show how awesome these guys are, they have to be stronger. And obviously, if you want to make if the whole theme of the, sh of the show is getting stronger, you have to like increase the threat. Um, I will say this though, I think it would have been interesting, and I suppose it's sort of deadened by the fact that we did re review uh, Cooler's Revenge last month. Um, what would you prefer? Would you what would think about this? What if they had just uh, and I don't want to you know write the story out, but like if they just had King Cold come to Earth as opposed to Vegeta, as opposed to Frieza, or the fact that they had Frieza come by, you know, half robot, like which? I think King Cold by himself coming would make sense or would would work, but I think when you add Frieza in there, you add a little bit more investment that the audience has already spent. Okay. You can say you can say that King Cold's worse than Frieza. He's Frieza's father. He's bad, you know. But I think it would have uh, 
it, it would kind of be an empty threat. With Frieza, we know what the heroes have gone through with him. Them being scared, it's it's legitimate, and it's uh, you can you know why. Mm-hmm. So it kind of adds more of a personal flair to him killing him so easily. I, I think I think with King Cole by himself, it'd be similar to the the cooler movie where it's okay. You know, you you can hear it. You can hear him say that he's you know I'm stronger than my brother. My brother was a runt. All this stuff, but with Frieza, we've been shown that, and getting shown is always better than getting told something. I agree. It's sort of like uh, you kind of need Frieza to really sell it. Otherwise, it's just kind of going on faith that this random character who dies in a couple of episodes, you know, would have been stronger than Frieza in King Cold. So I see what you're saying. It's sort of like you know, you kind of. I think it could have worked, but I mean, I I think also you lose some impact when with, with that. Okay. But as far as like storytelling logic, yeah, it'd, it'd make more sense if Frieza was still dead. It really would because like not only did Goku blast him, and we didn't see anything. But the planet exploded. <laughs> I mean, we saw, we, there, like you mentioned, there was a scene where, like, he's floating out in space. Like, all, he's, like, he's so effed up. <laughs> like, he's he's talking, like, he's kind of murmuring to himself. And he, he literally has half a face. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, I think that to sell the Super Saiyan, it, um, it works well enough. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of my, there's a lot of retconning, <laughs> I'll just say, towards yeah. it, and that, that's that's like that's like uh, a a criticism some people have that don't like the Android Saga. I don't care because I'm gonna say right now, this and uh, these episodes that we're that we're gonna be talking about today, are flat out some of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I love the the stuff we're covering today because I, it might be because of like like when I first saw it or whatever, but like, there's just something so so uh in in entrancing about just like like what happens and like you know later on like what what the z fighter's real threat is and just that just seeing like right off the heels of goku becoming the first super saiyan just this random character with the capsule corp symbol on their jacket becoming a super saiyan it's just like what is going on it's just um it's really it's just, it's just, it's, it's a really good like lead up to the storyline. I think it's a really good way to get the reader in, engaged. I mean, people say that Toriyama, uh, you know, just throws stuff out the wall, and he does. But like, I think this one, I think it's clear to me that like he really thought out how to kind of sell the story. So I far, think- well, I don't, I don't really want to want to say too much since you know we've only synopsized the first little bit here. But I, I am really digging this series uh, due, due to multiple reasons. But initially, like I like that it's on Earth. Yeah, I think that's a good change from from Planet Namek and from the the space that we've we've had. It kind mm-hmm. of mixes it up a little bit and takes it more takes it home more to like the Saiyan saga, and right. you can kind of see what the characters have to lose. Yes, but, yeah, yeah. and there's other things, but like I'll bring those. I'll mention those while uh while we get to or when we get to them. Well, yeah. I mean, one thing that I like about this this uh, one thing I just love about this the Cell Games and Android Saga in general is that like it's really collected. I think I mentioned this the last last month, but like I really like the I really like seeing all the characters together. There is no you know we gotta wait for this. Per- I mean, they're still waiting for Goku, but like you know, like now that they brought Yamcha Tien and Chatsui back to life, they're involved. Bulma's involved because she's like the most important female character. Um, <laughs> I just I just like seeing them together, and they play, and I think they play off really well. Um, I guess we can get into it now. Like, like you said, you watched uh, 
the episode, the filler episode I sent you, not the filler episode, but like half of it was filler. When um yes, both of them. Vegeta came back. Oh yeah, we're talking about that. When, <laughs> when Vegeta came back and just like the scenes with him at Capsule Corp are insane. Well, I actually like the filler episode better because I watched it first, and mm-hmm. the because some of the scenes overlap, obviously. Other ones are kind of abbreviated a little bit, but you get to see uh, Yamcha and Boma there just hanging out, you know, just kind of being friends. And Vegeta gets there, and which is just just so completely insane that like I love that Yamcha even mentions it. You know, it's like he could kill us all. Like, and and Boma's just like, no, you need a shower. Go ahead and oh yeah. It's like the fact that despite what Vegeta wants to do, they're not taking his threat like seriously for some reason, you know? Yeah. But it, 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 he does have some of the all-time greatest put-downs ever at, 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 at this point in the show. He is a reigning boss in these episodes. <laughs> he truly He's like, is. woman, servant woman. Bring me a towel. I saw a clip. Bring me a bathing towel. There's a clip online where like somebody asked Chris Sabat at a, at a convention to say that. <laughs> I might put that. I might show them. Put it on the on the Facebook page. But yeah, no, it's a hell of a thing to see Vegeta so domesticated. Um, in the manga, he doesn't actually leave to find Goku. He 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 just stays there waiting for Goku to come back. So he literally does like live at Castle Corp with Yamcha and Bulma, in the pink shirt, with the word "bad man." Bad man. <laughs> he's like, I I look like a flower. Greatest costume ever, ever. And I'm like 90% sure that there's at least one video game out there where you can play as Vegeta in that costume. Because, yeah, he just he looks... He, I mean, he still looks legitimately badass in it. But he he looks so angry at the fact he has to wear this. <laughs> He's like, I am a prince. Not, a, not I am a warrior, not a decoration of flower. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's just... But, I mean, on one hand, you have Vegeta who... Like what? Maybe what was it? I guess two years ago or something. By the storylines, probably that yeah. tried to kill them. Mm-hmm. And but on another hand, you know they're not. They're almost not scared of them. I mean Yamcha even you know mentions it, but Bulma just is completely oblivious to it. Bulma's mom is super like, oblivious to it. Yes, yeah, super oblivious. Even her dad, you know, who's supposed to be intelligent, no one really cares. <laughs> no. But at, the, but at the same time, Vegeta's not actually really threatening them. Bulma point, you know, pokes his chest, tells him he stinks, and he follows her. So, it's it's not just them being, you know, oblivious. It's also him kind of, I guess, w- almost wanting to be accepted by them. You know, it's so odd, dude. Like, we're, we're, we're gonna house we're dealing. This doesn't change the fact that it's like a complete one eighty. Like this development's out of nowhere. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess you could say he did die and came back to life. He did, you know, beg to. Goku. So maybe he's he's humble. Maybe he's fighting with Krillin and Gohan as opposed to fighting against them. On Namek, showed him the value of uh, you know ha- having allies. We'll see. <laughs> actually, actually, like Vegeta fighting with the team is actually a recurring. Uh, it's something that we'll see a lot in this in this in this Android saga. That like him fighting along with like, side people and like it's fun because he'll. I'll say like he's not automatically like a good guy. He Vegeta's development is a lot more drawn out than Piccolo. Where and like Krillin makes a point later on which we'll get into that like Vegeta he he no he's he's fighting with Yamcha. He gets into it with Tien. You know, he gets into it later with Piccolo. Like he's he's still him. He still has his personality, but he's not like the ruthless, you know, 
like like serial killer that he was in the Fruit Saga and the, in the Saiyan Saga, which is interesting. And it's interesting because like um, in the manga, like I said, like he he just basically stays there. And there's, the first images you see of him is like you know them at the barbecue eating food and like you know like Frieza's still alive like he's already settled into this life it's 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 yeah it's he's much. like Frieza's still alive what oh Kakarot didn't finish Frieza do you want more barbecue sauce with your ribs yes <laughs> he's like sure <laughs> why not what do you mean why not <laughs> Oh my God! It's 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 awesome. And also, and we'll, this is a, this is, this leads into like I'll bring this up later later on. I, I promise you that. This also leads to like the perpetual emasculation of Yamcha. He lives with his girlfriend, and like Vegeta comes back, and like several times he's just shown up by Vegeta, or Boma just like perf- like like just like chooses him over Yamcha. It's just it's almost hard to watch. Like, I mean, at this point, are they still together? At this point, yes. Uh, I mean, in between the three-year time skip, they won't be. But like, at this point, like, I mean, you see, uh, just the fact that they're around. I mean, they, yeah, they're living together. Yeah, they're they're clearly, or he's clearly staying at you know Capsule Core. Mooching off of her. <laughs> it's just odd. Uh, I mean, I I like I love that like, Yamcha and Vegeta go there to investigate the Frieza's power level. Because uh, I mean, you, you almost get, I wish I were actually I really wanted to see more of that. Like like Yamcha and Vegeta's interplay when Bulma's not there. Of course, Bulma butts in anyway. Um, which is actually kind of interesting that, like, I like the fact that when Bulma arrives and Yamcha's saying, like, you, you gotta get out of here, stupid. And, like, you know, I want to see him. Vegeta, like, is not looking at her, but he's like, oh, she she's pretty brave or whatever. Something like that. Yeah, or what does he say? He says, uh, <laughs> the woman is annoying and quite possibly colorblind, but she does have guts. <laughs> Oh God! So I mean, I guess you could say that you know her tenacity is is a something that Vegeta is a- admires. Oh yes, <laughs> to say the least. Well, like I mean, this probably, this has some of the most character. This has some of the most like character developing episodes. Obviously, Vegeta. You know, even with Bulma, even. And I don't know. It's just I mean, even Krillin. I think showing up to fight Frieza. That takes a lot of balls, <laughs> considering the man blew him up like from the inside out. Oh yeah, they even have a flashback of it, because he's like, "You gotta remember, I've been on the business end of Freeze's attacks." Flashback to him getting killed. It's like that man killed you, literally killed you, and you still want to go try to fight him. I mean, it's it like you can tell he doesn't want. It. You can tell he does not want to do it, but he just does it anyway. That that shows a lot of and guts. juxtaposition that with Yamcha, who's like, "Guys, we're out of our league." We can't gotta go so you didn't even fight him before man <laughs> i did like that touch though i did like the fact that they showed tian and yamcha like wait 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 this guy's freezer like they showed like it wasn't just you know oh he's powerful like they had a different reaction to vegeta piccolo gohan and krill and like and gohan's like you know i hate to tell you this but he had some way stronger than than how he is now and like they're just it's just it, take, it takes all their strength just not to just destroy their clothing and and, and fear and sweat and feces but <laughs> Uh no I just I think this is just brilliant so far I really do um and, and again we talked about I think you brought this up last time it shows the strength of the show in its characters without Goku it sh- it shows you know I mean you don't need another Goku's an insanely uh uh developed character but it shows how fun it is to see how these people react because Yamcha's like go on is your dad back and he's like no he's like oh damn but uh but it's I I think it's really good I I really I really enjoyed this and then we get to like uh. The Super Saiyan's appearance. Ahead, ahead of time, how much did you know about what comes later on? Like, how much were you expecting, or 
what what about what about the mysterious guy? Were you I knew who he was. Okay. Um, I don't know as far as like the clear cut. You know, if he appears or like in what <clears throat> in what respects he appears, as far as like different versions of him or, you know, there's I guess how to how to say it where where he's from. Like I don't know, you know, any backstory towards that. What's he doing there? Yeah, so I just knew like, oh, here, you know, here's here's who he is, and here's where he came from. But other than that, uh, and I didn't know anything. And this storyline, uh, in particular, I know one particular one particular beat of the storyline, but uh, other than that, I don't know much about this. Okay, good. We, we can get into it later on, though. Like, like we can bring that back up. But like, yeah, I I also too. I I actually, I mean. I knew who I knew, I knew who he was. I knew where he was from, um, but the way they presented, it, I thought I, th- I still think it's really awesome. Just like he, because he, he kills, he slices all these guys in half. He says, "I'm going to kill you." I mean, it's cool because he's not like a big, burly, super strong guy. You know, he's he doesn't immediately look dangerous, but he he looks so fierce. And one thing about this character that they really show an indifference to Goku is that he does not mess around at all. He does not, like, say, like, you know, oh, I'll play with you forever and see how, how strong you are, like Frieza or, or even Goku and Vegeta did. Like, he gets down to business. He's very cold, which is awesome. And we'll get into where he gets his coldness from later on. I do, I, I still question, I'm, so, I'm sorry, and that's probably the last thing I'll, I'll say about this, but, like, I, I can't get over how much <laughs> Vegeta didn't know that King Cold exists. Ah, I don't need to go into that anymore. I, was, that, I, just, I just find that really surprising, but whatever. Well, I guess if if you could say that, well, no, Frieza wasn't in the uh, or Vegeta wasn't in the cooler movie. No, he wasn't. You could say that Frieza had a a like quadrant of of the you know solar system or the galaxy that he he ruled that was autonomous from his father. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think Frieza would be like you know oh, I am I am Prince Frieza. My father's stronger than me. I don't think he would go go tell that information to his right. like underlings. I see, he seems like he w- he would want to be the end all be all of the chain. So I could I could see him keeping that information from Vegeta. Now I could also see Vegeta finding that out himself, like going behind Frieza's back, maybe. That's the interesting idea that like Frieza keeps his family secret <laughs> to show off. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Um. Well, because if you look at him compared to the rest of his family, he look—he's clearly the the uh, runt of the pack. Yeah, you know that actually. Now that now that you bring that up, I think uh, probably. I think he I, has a Napoleon complex and a you know superiority complex. There is a Napoleon complex it, there, different with him. Like he's—he wants to live up to King Cold and possibly even you know cooler. You're making me think King Cold Cooler Freezer. We get it, Toriyama. <laughs> you think you're funny. <laughs> oh dear. Um although I will it's, say that like uh, oh sorry, go ahead. Isn't there another one? What what what'd you say the uh the guy's name was? The descendant or the ancestor? Oh the uh episode of Bardock. Uh chilled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right. I got it. <laughs> there, there's it's you're punny. <laughs> Uh, it's like with Piccolo's family, because like with King Piccolo, his henchmen were tambourine, drum, cymbal, <laughs> so all that kind of crap. Anyway, um, well, the last thing I want to say is that like um, I did like how it seemed to me that like the Super Saiyan at least took King Cold more seriously. 
at least a little bit, like, in the, it was in the very brief fight, where he was just, like, mouthing off to Freeze and, you know, just showing off, where, like, it's, it's, it was interesting, because King Cole, like, I don't think, we don't, we don't know anything about him, really, besides the fact that he's Freeze's father, but I, I did like that scene where, like, he was very kind of, like, uh, hesitant, or at least not hesitant, but, you know, kind of careful around him, he's like, oh, you want to give him a sword? And then, like, the Super Saiyan kind of just, oh, okay, here you go. I thought that was pretty cool. I love that he really didn't bat an eye to Freeza dying. Yeah. And his like first thought was, "Oh, you kill Frieza? Do you want to work for me?" Like he's an opportunist. Yeah, I, I, you have the sense that King Cold kind of knows he's he may not be able to be stronger than him, but he's kind of playing it by ear. Like you kind of like you know you kind of know. I'm not sure he's he's not so much in like oh this Super Saiyan was, is so much weaker than I am. He's sort of like you know like oh, let me just let me just kind of like play this out and let's see where he's it goes. definitely less uh, less stupid, prideful, and stupid than Frieza. Right. Yeah, like I said, he, he's like, okay, you're strong, work for me. As opposed to, ah, uh, you you stupid primate, I think he calls, uh, I think that's what Frieza calls him earlier. <laughs> well, it, is, it also does get get down to the fact that, like, I I was actually really glad how fast Frieza was killed. Because, <laughs> you know, dealing with him first on the Frieza saga, I'm glad, you make an interesting point. Maybe it was probably I was trying to say, maybe they didn't need him in the saga, because I actually found him really annoying. And this, because it was more like, you know, like, oh, little boy, you're not stronger than me. It's more of like Frieza's whole pride, which we know. We've seen this song and dance before. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, perfect word, words to put it. So, like, it was it was sort of like, it was. I'm sort of glad that we didn't have to go the whole dance of like, oh, no, Frieza's so much stronger. And then, like, the Super Saiyan just, like, slices him into bits. That was actually very satisfying to watch. Yeah, and I think, I think um, one of the reasons it does work to an extent that Frieza's back is because it kind of plays with the expectations. Because here's, you know, Frieza. The whole <clears throat> Namek saga was based around him. He's back. What are the Z-Warriors going to do? Uh, oh, he's dead. No, he's dead. Wait, never mind. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. So, oh. you know, while, while it is, on one hand, kind of, you know, showing up the character, on another time, it also, it works to that extent in that it's really satisfying to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's it's interesting and it's fun to see the power levels just leave Frieza in the dust, you know, for him not yeah. to be relevant anymore. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and I, I can promise you we'll never see him again, I swear, this time. <laughs> Despite what King Kai says. <laughs> when he makes one appearance, it's like, what? Frieza's alive? And at that point, I was just like flipping him off. I was like, shut up. You don't count anymore, King Kai. Yeah, Bubbles had to go tell him. Was like, <laughs> hey, by was the it... way, King Freeze is still alive and he's attacking Earth and Goku's not there back. Alright. Um, King Kai, the worst guardian ever. Uh, worse than Kami. <laughs> uh, any more notes on this part? No, I'm good so far. Okay. Uh, oh, let's let's get back into the uh, the second part right here, right right now. My name is Trunks. This is going to sound really strange, but I'm not from this time. I traveled here in a time machine 20 years from the future. Really? From the future? That's incredible! Yes, Vegeta was right. Only he, yourself, and Gohan have Saiyan blood. And I got mine from him. He's my father. What?! You're kidding! Wow! You're absolutely sure that Vegeta's your father?! Yes. I'm half Saiyan, half Earthling. You're serious! Vegeta's son! My gosh! Uh, 
Yes, yes, I can see the resemblance. Wow. I will be born two years from now. <laughs> no kidding! Bettina's going to be a daddy! That's incredible! Man, who would have ever thought... Goku, I didn't come here to tell you that. I have to talk to you about something. Uh, oh. In three years, on the morning of May 12th at 10 a.m., a horribly destructive duo will show up on an island nine miles southwest of South City. They have dreadful power, even by our standards. They're monsters, Goku. That's the best way I know to describe them. They're monsters. Once this pair surfaces, the Earth and everything you know will be gone for good. What's the deal? Are they aliens? No. They're both androids created right here on Earth. Their creator is Jiro. Dr. Jiro, the mastermind responsible for the old Red Ribbon Army. Do you remember? Yeah! I defeated them! These androids are ruthless. They delight in causing pain and chaos. Living on Earth in my time is like living in a nightmare. Always running and hiding and looking for a way out. Man, gosh, you defeated Frieza in a flash. And yet, from what you're saying, these androids are even stronger than you. They are, for sure. Hunting me down is one of their favorite hobbies, but it's two against one. There's not much I can do against them except run. What? What about all the others? I mean, aren't they helping you? They can't. They're dead. Three years from now, the Earth's special forces will be gone. I'm all that's left. I'm doing the best I can. They're all gone! Vegeta, Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, Chaozu, Piccolo. They're all going to lose their lives against the androids in a horrible battle. There will be only one survivor. That's my master and best friend, Gohan. He narrowly escapes from that battle, but then, 13 years later, they finally get him. That was four years ago, my time. And, as you already know, Piccolo is gone, so there's no chance of reviving anyone with the Dragon Balls. Making the time machine also cost us many precious lives. So many have suffered at the hands of those beasts! Darn them! Man, they're just far too strong! Wait a sec. Hey, Trunks, what happens to me? Do I die in the battle as well? Uh-uh. You die before it. Not too long from now, you're going to catch a new virus that attacks the heart. You're going to die from it. <gasps> so, uh, our heroes land and, uh, stare off against this mysterious Super Saiyan. He puts his hand into, uh, his jacket. I, I think in one version, Yamcha says, he's got a gun! And he just throws out, like, a capsule! This capsule turns into a, a small cooler, where there are, you know, soft drinks and teas and beer, and he says... So Goku won't be arriving for three more hours. So we can just kind of chill out. You guys thirsty? You want something to drink? Um, and Boma and Gohan are the first to say, "I'll have some." <laughs> yeah, sure. Give give us whatever you put. We don't know what you put in these drinks, but sure, we'll have some. <laughs> Yamcha and Tien are very hesitant, and um, he says, "Where, where are you? so where are you from? You know, what's your name? What are you doing here?" Um, and the young man says, uh, "I can't really I can't really say." Um, I don't know Goku, but I've heard of him. You know, I've never, I've never had the, the good luck to meet him. And uh, well, how do you know he's going to get here in three hours? I can't really tell you. But he just says, "Why the hell not? Who the hell are you?" I, I can't tell you. <laughs> uh, Gohan's like, "Well, you were a Super Saiyan when you 
defeat or freezer, correct? Yeah, I guess you could say that. And at this point, Virginia says, there's lies! Lies and Listen to me! Kakarot, myself, and Gohan are the only Saiyans left. You can't be a Saiyan! And uh, Gohan says, but we saw him transform into a Super Saiyan. And this is when Vegeta says, well, it's a steadfast rule in Dragon Ball Z's canon that only Saiyans, have, Saiyans only have black hair. Nothing else. So, um, Bulma sees the Capsule Corp signal on his, uh, on, symbol on his um, jacket and says, are you one of our employees? Do you work here? And he's like, uh, no. I'm sorry. Look, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I'm 17 years old, but I can't tell you anything more than that. So they kind of they drop it and leave him alone, just resign to wait for Goku. And um, there's there's some more stuff we'll talk about that happens in between these scenes, including Bulma saying, hey, Krillin, Vegeta and, and this mysterious new guy, they kind of look alike, right? Like, oh, I guess so. Uh, yeah, if so, you squint. Yeah. If you squint and kind of pretend for a bit, they kind of favor each other. And uh, every now and then, the, the Super Saiyan will... will catch glances at Vegeta and says, what are you looking at? If, I, if you're a Saiyan, I shouldn't be so unfamiliar to you. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, and Tien and Chao Tzu are talking says, maybe he met Goku in space. But he looks he looks so familiar to Earth. He, he can't be from outer space. So three years, uh, three years, no. <laughs> three hours do pass and all of a sudden everyone starts to feel a familiar energy crashing down to the planet. It's, it's uh, Goku's energy. So we see a Captain, well, not Captain Guinea, but we see a Guinea Force, yeah, God, <laughs> we see a Guinea Force <laughs> spaceship <laughs> fly down. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Guinea Force! <laughs> they start dancing. Captain Guinea comes back in frog form. No, that's really pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I would endorse that. But, uh, it's a Guinea Force ship. He crashes down, and from the spaceship comes Goku all decked out into wacky space gear. And he's like, huh? What are you guys doing here? And so his son and friends cheer as he floats over uh, outside the crater. Piccolo smiles. Vegeta frowns. And um, he, Goku says, how did you guys know I was coming? And uh, they all say, this guy knew. You know him, don't you? He said that he would, be, he would be here at the exact moment. And Goku says, who is he? I've never seen him before. What? So um, they explain, you know, he knew he, you were going to be here at the exact second. He turned into a Super Saiyan and killed Frieza. And Goku's like, really? A Super Saiyan? That's pretty cool. And Bulma and Vegeta are like, you know, are you an idiot? Like, like he turned to a Super Saiyan. There's no Super Saiyans left. There's no Saiyans left in existence. Goku says, um, whatever. Who cares? He was a Super something, all right. So the stranger says, actually, Mr. Goku, uh, can we have a moment in private, you know, away from the others? And Yamcha's like, hey. <laughs> all right, sorry, guys. We'll be right back. So they, they kind of fly away farther so they won't hear what they're about to say. Uh, Goku says, thank you for defeating Frieza. I, I, I wouldn't be able to make it in time, but you saved us the trouble. He says, the, the stranger says, yeah, I had to inter intervene. History had it, so we were going to defeat Frieza, but something went wrong, so I just stepped in to pick up the slack. Um, Goku says, well, I was about to make my move and, you know, actually stop him down, but you beat him in a, in a flash. You had three hours before your patient was going to arrive. You could have made it. Well, maybe, maybe not. I could have always teleported. He's like, what, time travel? No, 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 I, I learned a move, new move called instant transmission, but we'll talk about it later on in Donovan's synopsis. So, so uh, at this point, the stranger says, oh, man, I wasn't supposed to meet anybody else. I just talked to you. I didn't mean to change history more than I already have. So that's interesting. Um, he says, okay, I'll explain who I am, but before then, can you transform into a Super Saiyan at will by this point? Are you able to do that now? And Goku says, well, at first I, wasn't. I had to get really worked up, but now I can whenever I want. 
could you transform for me, please? And Goku's like, okay, like this? And he just powers up, and the spiky blonde hair shoots out, the golden, the golden, uh, the golden aura flows around him, and Piccolo, Vegeta, and the others just freak out, because they see, what? Boma's like, what happened to Goku's hair? He's blonde! And Gohan's like, he's a Super Saiyan, and Vegeta's like, you know, just, ah, this is the last thing I wanted to see. Despite what Filler told us in the last episode. But, um, uh, Trunks like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And Goku, Goku's kind of guarded, saying, so what now? Now I'll be Super Saiyan. And, uh, the Super Saiyan transforms into his Super Saiyan self. Hooray for redundancy. And, um, he says, yeah, we really do look similar. And, uh, the Super Saiyan says, excuse me. And he takes out his sword and attacks Goku, but stops right in front of his face. Uh, he says, why didn't you dodge? Well, I didn't sense any evil malice in your heart, so I knew you weren't going to follow through. He said, oh, okay, okay, I see you. So then he starts to attack Goku, left and right and center, just just at all different directions, just trying to strike him with his sword. Goku is parrying and blocking with only one finger, which is pretty cool. And um, after a little bit of that, he powers down and says, man, you're just like the legend said. No, you're better than the legends. So they both power down to their normal, normal states. And... Um, it's time for him to come clean. He says, all right, I'll tell you the whole story. My name is Trunks. Vegeta was right in saying that there was no other Saiyans left in existence, and I'll be the next one. Because as you see, I'm Vegeta's son from the future. the Dr. Hume music. <laughs> because clearly he's a Time Lord. So Goku's like, what? Vegeta's son? From the future? Huh. He's gonna be a daddy. Hooray for him. Goku, I didn't come here to tell you that exactly. Listen to me. This, this, is, this is important. Now, okay. Three years from now, on May 12th, on an island nine miles southwest from South City at 10 a.m., two beings will appear and just destroy the planet. Monsters with power beyond their imagination. So Goku's like, what are they, aliens? No, 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 no. They're not aliens. They're Jindozingian, or uh, cyborgs, or uh, artificial humans. But let's just call them androids for the sake of English dubbing. Their creator is Dr. Jero, chief scientist for the former Red Ribbon Army. The Red Ribbon Army? I'm not, I'm not seen or heard of them since I beat them way back in Dragon Ball. See, volume so-and-so of Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a continuity callback. Yes, Goku, you destroyed the army years ago, but Dr. Jiro survived and continued his research. So, uh, he says that no one knows what he was playing for, but he was playing for some sort of terrible revenge. He created these androids, but before he could instruct them into, uh, to do anything else, they killed him. And then they went on and killed everyone else. These mechanical men, numbers 19 and 20. So, they attacked the planet. It's horrible in the world I live in. The world I live in is hell on earth. It's chaos and death. I try fighting them, but every time I go up against them, they just beat me up. It's one of their favorite uh, pastimes, just to, just to, you know, leave me for dead and, you know, just, just toy with me and toy with me. So it was like, why are you by yourself? Don't you have any But don't Saiyans get stronger if they get near death? Oh, well, <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? Particularly uh, Vegeta or Vegeta's lineage. Yeah, half Saiyans, like, like Gohan and Trunks. So 
Goku's asking, so if you're by yourself, then why aren't the others helping you? It's just, that's just it. I'm the only fighter on earth. Everyone else is dead. Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, Tenshin Han, Chaozu, my father, and Piccolo. Three years from now, they'll be killed in the battle against the androids. The only one who survived will be son Gohan. He escapes, becomes my master, teaches me to fight, but 16 years from now, he'll, he'll be killed as well. And as you know, when Piccolo dies, the Dragon Balls disappear. Nobody can come back to life. And uh, Trunkster starts to freak out at this point, saying, They're too strong! I can't do anything! So Goku says, So I guess I die too in the fight, huh? I can't imagine passing this up. Oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. You never fight at all. You die from a heart attack. What? <laughs> How anticlimactic. You get a virus that attacks your heart. Not even Super Saiyan can defeat such a disease. So Goku's like, Damn, I really wanted to fight these guys. That sucks. What? You, you just wanted to fight them? You, you don't care about how scary they are? Well, sure, they sound scary, but I want to see what I can do. So Trunks smiles and says, you're a true Super Saiyan. Just like my mother and Gohan told me, you give me hope. I'm really glad I came. Here you go. Here's the antidote. <laughs> he just pops out of, out of his jacket. So, he says, so, so at, this, at this point in time, the antidote doesn't exist, but in my time it does. So here you go. Take this and you'll live and fight alongside us. So Trunks says, I have faith. Um, I was sent here to give you the antidote so you could change the future. Gohan and my mother told me how awesome you were. Th they couldn't stop talking about you. Go this is the point where Goku says, so your mom knows me. And, well, he uh, says something about her being a genius. Oh, yeah. He says, uh, that's why my mom built the time machine for me to come back in time. She's a genius that way. So your mom built the time machine. And she knows me. And she's a genius. Do I know her? What? No, she's, she's right over there. And he points to Bulma. And Goku flips out. <laughs> Goku just tumbles over and says, he just starts screaming, Bulma's your mom? For real? And um, but back to where the gang is, they're like, you know, Goku just fell over. The guy pointed him and he fell down. <laughs> I, think he heard, I think I heard my name. And uh, even Piccolo's rather disturbed. And, and Goku says, that was the biggest shock. Not everybody dying and the Red Ribbon Army coming back, but that was the biggest shock. And Trunks is like, yeah, well, um... Because uh, Goku says, I thought she was going to marry Yamcha. Yeah, that doesn't work out so hot. Uh, Yamcha wasn't very faithful, and she actually got tired of his crap and called it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading straight from the manga, by the way. <laughs> and then she saw my father sitting all alone, and it just happened. But they never married. You know how she is. And Goku's like, yeah, that's, pr that's pretty effed up. <laughs> uh, um, so he says, please don't tell them. You know, if, if they find out about it and it bothers them, then I won't be born. And I'll blip out into existence. So, um... Goku says, don't worry, I can, I can for sure keep a secret. So, Chong says, I better be going. My mom is worried about me. Um, and if three, if three years pass and you're all still alive, I'll come back to help you fight. Goku says, stay alive. Now it's something to work towards. Now, now it's something to work hard towards. Thank you for this. I'll train really hard and tell the others. So, Chong gives a thumbs up and flies away. He, uh, Goku says, oh, this is a problem. How should I tell everyone? And, so yeah, um, Goku immediately runs and tells everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's not like, a secret at all. He's like, well, I, I, how should I say this? Well, actually, Piccolo says, you know... Don't oh, yeah, Piccolo overheard due to his Namekian ears. His, yeah, his big-ass ears. Like, I heard it all. And I'll tell us everything so we'll survive. But I'll, I'll keep out his Chunks' identity. I, I won't reveal who he is. But we don't want to be killed. So Piccolo tells them bas the basic plan that, like, you know, the Ribbon Rari has androids that will kill everybody in three years. <laughs> And of course, Goku forgets the time. <laughs> Goku's like, what time? What day? Oh, I forgot. Piccolo, the one taking it seriously, remembers all the important details. 
At first, they don't really believe him, but uh, then they see like Trunks floating in his TARDIS. I mean, time machine, <laughs> waving by and saying, "Dad, you look so lonely. Just like Mom said, stay alive. You too, my mother to be." And he disappears. So seeing somebody disappear in a wacky time machine, Tien and Krillin say, "Yeah, I'll train. I'll train." And Vegeta's like, "Curse them! I'll train for these androids and I'll live." Your mother knows me. Am I going to meet her, or do I already know her now? Oh, wow! I know your mom, huh? That's bizarre! Does she live by me or something? She's standing right there. <laughs> Boba's your mother?! <laughs> oh, that guy just pointed his finger and Kakarot fell down! I could have sworn I heard Goku call my name! So, at this point, um, Vegeta starts asking, Okay, Kakarot, how did you escape the planet, uh, planet Nemesis destruction? And I'm just like, yeah, King Kai said you died. How could he possibly be wrong? And Goku's like, well, he's wrong about a lot of things. Look at the ship over there. And he explains that, you know, the Ginyu Force ship was the one that he, that, that he uh, escaped with. And basically, Goku's been away this entire time so he could, one, uh, learn how to control a Super Saiyan form, and two, learn new techniques. He was on the planet Yardrat, which uh, the ship was scheduled to uh, invade. And um, he spent the entire year learning this new uh, technique, which he calls Instant Transmission. Basically meaning that he can teleport wherever he wants. He has to think of a person's energy really hard, concentrate on them, no matter where they are on the planet. As long as he knows a person and where they are, he can go towards them. Sort of like Nightcrawler, in fact. <laughs> so uh, he disappears to demonstrate and comes back with somebody's glasses. Vegeta says, whatever, this is just a trick of super speed. But they realize it's Master Roshi's glasses, which is like 10,000 miles from where they are now. <laughs> so Vegeta starts to like freak out. So they all agree to meet in three years and train. Piccolo agrees to train with Goku and Gohan, which is pretty cool. Um, Boma at one point says, why don't we just attack Dr. Jiro right now and kill him before he makes the androids. Vegeta says, you pull me on that shit, I'll kill you, do you understand? And Boma actually fires back, this ain't a game, are you for real? Goku, come on, tell him, let's just, let's just take care of this right now so no one will have to die. Goku says... It won't be nice to beat him up. He's not made anything yet. Plus, I want to fight him and get stronger. And she says, okay, that rules out the Saiyans. What about you guys? You just got brought back to life. And Tien's like, I want to know what I can do in battle. And if I die, it will be, it's an honorable death. So, uh... In essence, Bulma is the force of reason at this point. Yeah, the female is the only one that, like, speaks with sense. Like, All right, fine. And Goku's like, oh, he hasn't done anything yet. It was like, well... Wasn't he scientist for an army you defeated before that were bad guys? Yeah, he's clearly evil. He's not a good guy. <laughs> I guess Goku's like, you know, very pragmatic. Like, uh, it's not nice to beat him up. <laughs> so, uh... So you don't necessarily have to kill him and just keep him from creating the androids. Or finishing his project. Yeah, no, idiots. <laughs> They're all dooming themselves to, to, uh, three years from now, a saga of pain. So, um, Goku says, uh, three years on May 12th, 9 a.m., uh, Piccolo says they should all come an hour early so they won't have to, you know, so they won't be caught by caught off guard so they can be ready as much as possible. He takes one look around, sees who he's surrounded by, and says, Listen up! I'm going to say this only one time. If you don't think you can help us out or you'll slow us down, don't show up. This time the enemy will be unthinkably, unthinkably powerful. And Vegeta's like, aren't you the only one that, that, shouldn't, that will be slowing us down? And they kind of get into a little bit of a row. So, oh, also, when, uh, when Bulma's was going on a rant about how they should kill them now... Uh, Krillin pulls her aside and basically mentions to him how if they don't have a common enemy, they're not going to be friends. 
Yeah, I really like that. Which scene. I think is kind of a bit of a stretch, but he does mention Vegeta, and like they don't know what he would do without a common enemy. Which Vegeta I see as a good point, but other than that, yeah. She's like, well, remember Tien? I remember Yamcha wasn't our friend. No, yeah, I, so I, even I hated Goku when I first met him. Yeah, that's 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 actually. I'm glad you brought that up. I was about to forget about it. That um, Curly makes it. You know, list he says. Uh, listen, I was thinking, all of us were, were enemies, but we became friends. I mean, even I hated Goku, which is exactly true. Because if you look at who they're surrounded by, obviously not counting Bulma and Gohan, every single one of them were were Goku's enemies, <laughs> or if not their enemies, they were like his rivals or just didn't like him. <laughs> so he makes the point that you know, if if we have something to work towards, we can actually work out a friendship. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, listen, Piccolo seems to be our friend for now, but who knows what Vegeta will do? And says, oh, okay, whatever. So it's basically to keep Vegeta on the side of angels. And speaking of Vegeta, he says, listen, Kakarot, just because we have a common enemy, don't think for a second I've forgotten about my rivalry against you. I'll manage to defeat you, and I'll get stronger than you. You'll become a Super Saiyan myself. So that sets up Vegeta's character for the rest of the series. And he flies away. Piccolo agrees to train with Gohan and Goku. Goku offers Krillin and Yamcha to join, but they admit that they'll just train on, on their own and, uh, you know, try to get stronger by themselves. Goku's like, all right, see you guys in three years. By the way, Bulma, take care of the baby. And Krillin's like, what, are you pregnant? And it's at this point where Yamcha's like, well, I know what he means. We should get married and have a family. <laughs> that looks, that big looks gotten smoother than I thought. And he starts to laugh really awkwardly. And this is, <laughs> this is the last time we'll see them happy together. So um, what proceeds to happen is that... Uh, Tien and Chiaotu train. Krillin trains with Master Roshi, or at least he wants him to. Uh, Vegeta goes to Capital Corp and smartly goes to say, give me a gravity room with three times what Kakarot had, so I'll have 300 times Earth's normal gravity. Goku goes back home and says, hey, Chi-Chi, Gohan's going to train with us for several years. Chi-Chi flips her <laughs> and just like just screams at him. says, there's no way in hell this is happening. And Goku accidentally backs, backhands her outside the house, yeah. she, which I love that scene. And like, she's like, all right, fine. But after three years, you will quit martial arts and become a scholar, just like I want. Without further ado, three years pass, and they uh, go off to fight the androids. So uh, with the revelation of who Trunks is and uh, what he's doing there, and the basic premise of the saga uh, revealed to us. What do you think so far, Jesse, about um, where we are now? I think it's pretty interesting. It sounds like it. It's it's a lot's happened. A lot of developments, particularly with Trunks. I think it's <laughs> uh, have fun with the baby. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh, oh God. That's gonna be fun. I think uh, it's cool to see that. The characters kind of branch off on their own and dedicate to training. On one hand, it's kind of hard to believe they don't see each other for three years. Yeah, that, that, I always, always have trouble with that whenever Dragon Ball Z pulls that stuff. Well, it's like, okay, maybe like Tien I could see, but at the same time, isn't Krillin like Goku's best friend? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, you could, you could argue, argue that like, that like every year, like, you know, oh, how's the training coming? But it's really weird. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like, you know, we'll meet, we'll meet a week from now or anything. But yeah, I mean, obviously, um, well, that hasn't happened yet, so I won't say that, but I like it. Uh, I think I, I do like that uh, Yamcha has some reservations. Like, well, I'm going to be pretty much useless, so I'm not going to train. It's like, wow, dude, really? Okay. Well, he trains. He's, he just says that he won't train with Goku. Oh, no, that's, that's right. Yeah, he's like, well, I'll be, that, and he's like, I'll be out of your league, so I'm not, I'm not going to handle, I can't handle your training. And once again, Vegeta, like, it just takes takes advantage of his... Uh, 
future parents-in-laws. Hey, build me a 400 times Earth gravity capsule. <laughs> okay. Well, the guy was like, like saying, "I can't do that," and Vegeta like, like flips out on him. Yeah. He's next like, thing you see, he's got it. <laughs> oh, okay. What I like uh, about this is that, like, I, I like, I kind of, it's sort of like streamlining the whole, you know, oh, there's Saiyans are coming, or you know, we gotta fight against Frieza, because it's, and we'll get, we'll get to it a little bit later on when we explain like the last episode, but. It feels kind of cool, like really. It feels like they're really taking advantage. Like Dragon Ball Z is kind of showing, like, okay, we can train and beat these guys. And the last time that happened, most of them got killed. And I like the fact that Piccolo says, "If you don't think you can help us, just stay home." <laughs> and they all show up anyway. Most of them do at least. But um, it's it's it's, inter- it's an interesting dynamic. I think that Vegeta still. I like the fact that he's you know don't think I'm friendly with you guys just because we have a common common enemy. I, I like. I really do like the fact that he's not just whole. You know, oh, I'll train with you guys. Or if he wants to be on his own, he wants to. He basically just wants to train to be Goku. But you know, and the, this android thing is a uh, is a uh, excuse to uh, kind of you know to kind of you know vent vent those uh, ambitions. One thing I like is that when uh, Trunks, when they're all waiting for Goku, I like that Trunks is uh, trying to explain or just trying to like, tell me, you know, Goku's going to show up, and you know, I can't tell you who I am right now. And if you notice, at least. Th- why I noticed the only way the only people who are really friendly towards him are uh, Gohan and Bulma, which he says that you know are the people who like you know he was living with uh, before he came to the past. Like Gohan was the one who trained him, and he lives with his mom. And it's, it's sort of like you know the people who don't really know him or the people he doesn't he's never really met before. The ones who kind of like uh, he's those, those ones are kind of hesitant and they they're not really trusting of him and they kind of like want to beat him up and stuff. I thought that was a pretty nice uh, pretty nice. Notes. Did you have any notes on this part? Not really. It goes by so quickly. I mean, it, it seems like it does anyway. Almost like, a, well, there's a lot of exposition thrown in at once, and then you know, okay, we're gonna we're gonna train, we're gonna do this. Bam, bam, bam. Three years pass. It, it's almost abrupt, but at the same time, they I think they do a pretty good job of establishing the training regiments for everybody, and before the like the androids come, before the event comes, and after the three year gap. That's true. This is this is really like an exposition heavy, like exposition for the sake of the story. Uh, a couple of episodes. Um, what do you, what do you what do you think about the whole like uh, I guess ter- uh, comparisons to Terminator could be made, but like the whole uh, conceit of there are you know robots being made that is going to kill you and you know I'm from the future, like I mean I, I, it's kind of, I like it, but it's it's a storyline we've seen before elsewhere. Do you think it's do you think it fits well with Dragon Ball Z from what you've seen so far? It's probably the most science fiction it's gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at the the movie we watched. Which one was it? The World's Strongest. Yeah. That was you know a very sci-fi heavy film, and I really enjoyed that one. So I think it's a good approach. It's like a different approach, mm-hmm. and it it kind of moves away from while the Namek Saga was in space, it wasn't particularly science fiction. There wa- wasn't a whole lot of of tropes and aspects, you know, thrown in from science fiction. So this, you automatically include time travel, androids, and, you know, uh, well, not really alternate reality, but alternate futures that could come to be. I lo- I'm digging it because I'm a big sci-fi fan. Right. I think it fits in fine. The only thing I have to kind of wonder is, you know, these androids are, are said to be stronger than Frieza. It's like, can someone just create somebody who's that strong? Yes. You know, yeah. willy-nilly like that's kind of abrupt and 
that's the only thing that took me to, to pause. But other than that, I love it. Like no, I'm, no. I'm really digging it. I'm digging that you know it's on Earth. They're taking this approach. It's it's on Earth, but it isn't reminiscent of the Saiyan saga. It's its own thing, and it's definitely going away from the Namek saga. And I think that's something the series has done really well so far is make every every saga every storyline unique to itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it feels there's a certain differentiation, so there's not any redundant. Uh, aspects at least not yet uh, no, I, that's a, that's one thing that I've always kind of like questioned myself um, uh, who the hell can <laughs> make somebody who's stronger than Frieza or, or like, I could Nicole? see maybe if say I, I don't know say something uh, he was able to find a piece of Frieza left over and cloned something and did some like <laughs> bio, bio, bio you know bio uh, mechanical something or another juju you know, something like, or something from uh, even Goku or something like that, you know. But just to be a purely you know, mechanical, it's like, well, wh- where's the precedence of how you're getting so strong? Oh, dear. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'll, if I were you, I'd write that down. We'll come back to that later. Um, no, yeah, I like it. Um, again, it, it's it's sort of like, you know, I've come from the future because there's this thing that's, ha- that's happening. It, I feel as though I shouldn't like it because it's a very kind of, I guess because Terminator was so popular, it kind of uh, predominated any sort of futuristic storytelling. But I don't know. It's just like the, the idea that like, uh, it, for first of all, it's a past enemy coming back. I mean, Red Ribbon Army is appear like a Dragon Ball thing, where Goku was a kid, he fought them. They were basically like uh, a criminal organization who were trying to look for the Dragon Balls to take over the world, and like one and Goku systematically just like kind of kept on running into them and um, basically took them, basically just destroyed the entire army so there were none left. I mean, it was it was it was an arc in Dragon Ball that that wasn't it, it didn't really lead into anything. It didn't really I don't think it really introduced any like characters that you see now. So it's interesting that Toriyama brings that back because that was a long time ago. That was it's not like you know something from like uh, I don't know the beginning or whatever. It's just like it was sort of like a, a one-off story that, that 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 he brings back, which is interesting because Toriyama doesn't seem to be a heavily continuity kind of guy. But um, I I thought that was pretty cool. I think that now that we're into it, I guess we can talk about some of the filler. Now that we've revealed uh, who Trunks is and where he comes from and who his parents are. Because um, there's a lot of development from the anime to try to develop that relationship. <laughs> Desperately, I should say. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool. I, I, thought the, I, I think that the anime did a really good job in, the, in between the three years. Because I think the three years go by really fast. There's not as much in between that like the year between the Saiyan fight had. And I think that like they try to like really uh, illustrate what these characters might be doing, because it is it is sort of a different setting. Moments from, from the filler. Yeah. Well, they you see a lot more of Frieza training in his capsule in his uh, four hundred G. I think he goes up to four fifty Gs. Vegeta, right? And yeah, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Vegeta. We always and, do. And and I mean, he essentially blows it up due to his power. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, Yamcha and Bulma go running, and he's just like a, a hand raises, but he's just like passed out, you know, spent, and he's still going on about, you know, Kakarot, I'll be stronger than you. Uh, Bulma just holds him and kind of says, "Yes, I know you will one day, but but not today, not until I say you're healthy enough to train again." And she lays him up in a hospital bed and like sits there by his side, and he wakes up uh, once again, Kakarot. His man crush on Kakarot, and he looks over, and Bulma's like <laughs> asleep at the chair next to him. 
you think about? Do you think? I mean, I think I think you can honestly ask where does this come from? Why is Balma so attracted to him? I guess because of physically. <laughs> um, I the Bulma the Bulma Vegeta relationship is an interesting one because it kind of it kind of goes back and forth. Like like there are it, by the end of the series you can kind of see how where it is. But this time, it's really abstract. I think it's kind of broad, and you know, it's, it's not a straightforward. You know, once it's it's a one-sided relationship at this point. I think, and even and even after the three years, you're sort of wondering what the hell happened. <laughs> but um, oh, I mean, I, I could see that because I think she she even like kind of monologues that oh, Frieza behind, behind all that bolster or Vegeta behind all that bolster, he's he's insecure and he he wants to be accepted. So maybe I mean maybe she sees something legitimate in his character that he doesn't even know is there. Mm-hmm. That's possible. I mean, like she's, that's rather intuitive of her. It's uh, just the fact that Bulma is not a character who was shown to be that intuitive in the past, and I don't necessarily have as much of a problem with the development between the two characters as just as much as the abrupt development to her. Yeah, it's like Bulma's not. I mean, just because. She, I said this in the very first episode that Bulma's not a very nice person, <laughs> uh, which I mean doesn't mean that like she can't feel love, but um, <clears throat> it's really weird. <laughs> I think that Toriyama took that one gag where like she said Vegeta was cute and just ran with it. Like, oh by the way, they have a kid together. Uh, and I think it's interesting because it breaks up like the big relationship between uh, Yamcha and Bulma, but to go from Yamcha to Vegeta, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think. It, uh, I think, on the face of it, it makes Bulma look really bad. Not not so much that she broke off with Yamcha, but like she went with Vegeta of all people, who's tried to kill, was responsible for his death and other people's death, and tried to kill, has killed so many other people, and just forgets about that. But because like Bulma doesn't seem to be the kind of person to say like you know like oh well anybody can be good, or whatever. Yeah, she's not she's not as forgiving as like Goku. Yeah, it's uh, that's rather odd, and like you said, Vegeta's man crush I would imagine wouldn't be the the biggest turn on. <laughs> Kakarot. Uh yeah 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 I know there were, I I did like the scene of him dreaming and like having nightmares about Trunks and Goku like like he he has nightmares of his own son little does he know I thought that was pretty cool um let's see what else happens uh did I see you in the driving episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that was the most absurd <laughs> well not only do we get a Icarus cameo. Oh no, God! The dragon which, returns. Which, for those who are not in the know, Donovan texted me: "The dragon returns." Oh God! <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Oh man, I was so tick. I legitimately did not. I was legitimately in the dark, as in I had forgotten whether he came back or not. So to see him again, and I think it was there earlier. Like I think there was a there was a scene in one of the filler episodes where um, Chichi hires a tutor for Gohan, who's a real son of a bitch. That the dragon shows up. Um, yeah, he he. I think he 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 sees him for a moment. Uh, yeah, and that whole tutor thing. It's it's interesting because I watched that episode and then I watched the Kai version, and you could see where they completely cut around it. Yeah, it's hilarious when you when you notice that. Um, yeah. Oh, and Chichi goes off on the tutor also, which I loved. Like eventually, like she sees how he's berating, he's physically like whipping Gohan, and he's just going on and about how Goku's an, a horrible abandoned father and is a brute. And Chichi like literally throws him out of the window and chases him off their lawn. It's great. No, that that I really I really like that scene. I, I forgot how I just saw it because I knew it connected into. The, I just want to connect, connect compare the versions when Freezer returns. But uh, 
that's that was that was really messed up. Like that guy was so biggish. It's like you know he rips Gohan just because Gohan. Well, as soon as he walks in the door, he's like, oh, um. He's slow. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, so he's like, he's like, my son's not slow. He's like, but you're hired a tutor. And so Chi Chi's just like, ooh. Insults Goku and like, you know. Yeah, I, I, I cheer for Chi Chi so much. I like Chi Chi in these episodes. Even, the, even when Go 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 Goku comes back and like, she just like, she just bitches him out. Like, <laughs> you know. He's like, he's like, I know Gohan needs to study. I know this important. What the hell do you know about education? Have you ever earned a penny since we've been married? He's like, you've never had a job. <laughs> never had a job. I know. I really, I, I also, and it's actually kind of uncomfortable to watch because we, we talk about all the family moments in the movies. So like, this is a clear moment where like you know you kind of want Gohan to be out of the room, but <laughs> he's like, oh Chi Chi, you so crazy, and like he actually just slaps her outside the house. Uh, and Piccolo's like even the Super Saiyan has weaknesses. That was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I love Piccolo being like Uncle Piccolo. Like he's just so this is so so awkward for him. Which yeah, speaking of awkwardness, when you get, when you get into the, the jogging episode, which for those of you who've not seen it, uh, Chi Chi is tired of like walking to the grocery store all the time, <laughs> and it's also tired of, of Goku and Piccolo's crap. And that like they always like you know train and eat and do nothing else. So she's like you know you're at least gonna get a driver's license. And for some reason Piccolo's roped into this. I don't know why. He does, yeah. He does it like Chichi is just like both of you are going to get in line. <laughs> He's like, "What? Leave me out of it!" And like, w the best part for me, honestly, is the is their wardrobe. <laughs> I love that. Goku's is normal enough. Pic Piccolo looks like like Tupac Shakur from nineteen ninety four. Piccolo reminds me of Scooter or Skeeter from Doug. <laughs> for some reason. I think it's just like the get up with the contrasting skin color. It's like he's not hiding the fact that he's an alien. His ears are clearly on display. Oh my god. It's just. It's so awesome. <laughs> I don't know, he's wearing like Goku's clothes. He's wearing a Goku hat backwards. It's his, yeah. It's his, it's his choice to wear it backwards. I guess it's because his antenna will be left, uh, left out of her. But... <laughs> um... Yeah, he's like, who dressed you, your wife, from your closet? I want, I, and I want, Goku I has like a, like a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, a short sleeve shirt, which, uh man. And, like, I demand somebody to cosplay as, as you know, driver's license Piccolo and Goku. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I'm, if that's in a video game, I want it now. Like, shut up and take my money. That was just too sweet. Oh, and the fact that, like, Piccolo's actually a good driver until Goku, <laughs> like, Goku, I think, finally gets the hang of it. And so it's like, he blows past him. He's like, ha-ha, Piccolo. And Piccolo just sees her. Is that a challenge? Yeah, yeah, my dust pick. I, I like the fact that Goku was like <laughs> kind of a jerk. <laughs> he's oh, like he's man. never driven before ever. I was wondering why Chi Chi couldn't just use the flying Nimbus to fly around the flying cloud, but maybe she's she's not of a good heart. I don't know. Why can't she just get her own license? Yeah, for real. Like uh, that was my that was my note. Like like why can't she just get a license herself? She was so shown to go get groceries herself. Goku's not about to go get go groceries. Piccolo isn't. Why don't you even need groceries? Like I like oh I guess because they always have fish or or, or vegetables or something. They want to have variety. Yeah, there was there was a lot of like Oh, this all starts because it's like, oh, I guess we're gonna have a guest for dinner again. Apparently they've been feeding and housing Piccolo. <laughs> uh, Piccolo's been mooching just like Yamcha <laughs> and Vegeta. Oh my god. It, ah. You know, it was funny because a lot of people really liked that episode. I always thought it was when I was younger, I thought it was very confusing. I don't, I don't understand why they're trying to drive, but damn it, if it's not so so much, it's, it's so fun to watch. Mm. 
And we saw more training sessions with Vegeta. I think all those, all those things of Vegeta training in the Gravity Machine were pretty awesome. I, I really did like those. Um, I know there was one scene uh, in another episode where like Yamcha tries the Gravity Machine at 300 times gravity. And, he, and it, it doesn't work out so well for him. He can barely do it, which is more, you know, Vegeta's awesome, Yamcha's not so much. <laughs> He's like, poor Yamcha. Yeah, and there's like a, like a really sad scene where Yamcha like looks in on Vegeta training. Well, kind of creepy, kind of sad. He looks in on Vegeta training. <laughs> And he just has this look on his face like he's defeated, like, oh, man. Like, I, I stand no chance against this guy. <laughs> he just kind of, like, bows his head and walks off almost. <laughs> it's like, poor Yamcha. At least he shows up. <laughs> he, gets, he gets a new haircut and everything, and it just doesn't just doesn't work. Not even these fake scars can impress Bowen anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Well, that was, that was all my notes on that one. So, uh, want to take a commercial break and we'll finish this off? Yes, sir. All right, we'll be right back. Kids Comics! Hey, Michael! Yeah? We need to do a new promo. A new one? A new one! Why? Because we've moved. Moved? Moved! We've moved to a new place. We still read comics. We do, we still talk about comics. Because you can't do a comic book podcast unless you read and talk about comics, because that's kind of stupid. But now, we have a new episode still available every Thursday, but at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Hey, Kids Comics! So remember, Hey, Kids Comics has moved to twotruefreaks.libson.com. Still, every Thursday. That'll do, won't it? So much for punctual. Huh? It's ten o'clock, right on the dot, and I'm still not picking up even the faintest sign of them. That is kind of strange. This whole thing's starting to smell like a hoax to me. Somebody's big idea of a laugh. He didn't say they'd be here at the stroke of ten, and it's only seventeen after. Too early to get optimistic. If these guys were half as tough as they'd been made out to be, we would have sensed them. It's not like that kind of power can just hide. If they touched down anywhere, we'd know. Look there! Something in the sky! He was attacked from above! They've landed in the city! Did you see where? Did you see who they were? No, sorry. I wasn't able to get a good look at them. And, come to think of it, I didn't sense any power from them either. Wait, the androids are machines, right? So, maybe we can't sense them! Uh, what? This is bad. They're under our radar. We'll have to track them down the old-fashioned way. Right. Everyone, pick a street. You stay here. Hold on to these. Don't try to take them on alone. If you get a fix on them, let the rest of us know. Gohan, I need you to check on Yajirobe. I think he bailed out. Right. Let's go! And we're back. Uh, finishing off this episode's coverage for this month. Uh, we go three years from when we last left. And... Uh, Piccolo and Goku and Gohan are all ready to fly off to South Island to fight the androids. Despite it being three years later, not everybody looks all that different. Although Gohan's slightly bigger, it's hard to tell. And his his hair's grown out again. He's yeah, he's got like a odd looking mullet thing. <laughs> he is a little tall. He is, he is older. You gotta have to look out for it. They run into Krillin. Uh, Piccolo is saying to Goku, "So Goku, what's your opinion? Do you think we can defeat this enemy?" And he's like, "I don't know until I until I see him, right?" So, Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, and Krillin all fly down to a nearby island which overlooks South City, where they meet Yamcha, Tenshinhan, and Bulma with a baby trunks. 
which these creepy glaring eyes and this weird thing on his head. Um, so they see that that Bulma has a baby. They say, "What is what is a baby doing here?" And um, Gohan says, "Ah, Yamcha and Bulma got married. Bulma, or no, no Yamcha is not the father." <laughs> So yeah, Goku was like, oh, hey, hey, baby Trunks. And they're like, how do you know the name? He's like, oh. Where's Vegeta, yes. the father? <laughs> Y'all just like, don't blame this on me. We broke it off a long time ago, but you'll be galled to know who the father is like I am. So, yeah, but Bulma's like, I didn't tell anybody, Goku. How do you know? So Goku sucks at keeping secrets. <laughs> uh, Tien says to Goku, he left Chaozu back so he so Chaozu wouldn't be forced to blow himself up again. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 caring. Yeah, he's like, I, frankly, I mean, we both train hard, but frankly, he wouldn't be able to keep up with us. He's like, oh, that's that's better. And um, at this point, it's about nine thirty. They're like, where is Vegeta? And Bulma's like, hell if I know. We don't live together. All he wants to do is train. So Goku's like, yeah, he'll, he'll come. He'll come. I know it. So uh, someone does arrive. It's Yajirobe again, giving them senzu beans, which is a good idea. But he doesn't say to fight because he'd rather live. <laughs> he's Yajirobe. Yeah, he's like, he's he's cowardly. He's he's selfish. He's a he's a douche. So they they, they check the time again, and by this time it's ten seventeen. It's past ten, so they're saying something's wrong. It's past ten o'clock, and they're not they're not here yet. Now I'm just like, I knew it. This whole thing's a, bu- a load of bunk. I knew the guy wasn't from the future. Yep, nothing bad will happen at all. Just you wait and see. Boom! <laughs> yeah, Jerome's flying car blows up, and they see two dots of figures. Fly into the city. Um, they're all freaking out because, as Goku says, they couldn't sense their energy. And since Gohan's the only one who actually studies, he says, well, since they're androids, maybe they don't have energy. What the hell? <laughs> so, um, uh, they figure that Yajirobe's still alive, so Gohan's going to fish him out of the water. The rest of the Z Fighters jump into the city, split up, and try to find them Scooby-Doo style. So, uh, Krillin and Goku team up. Yamcha takes the streets, uh, Tien takes above toward a balcony, and Piccolo lands in the middle of nowhere, and everyone's freaking out, which I like. Everyone freaks out because they fly, and Piccolo looks so weird. So, like, you know, where are these guys come from? Yeah, I like that. It's kind of a, a touch of realism. Which you don't expect from Dragon Ball. Yeah, which is completely, un, you know, unexpected, but I love it. I think yeah. the dude looks at Piccolo, has, like, a handlebar mustache, and he's like, whoa! Oh no! It's the guy looks at Krillin. He's like, you, you see anything weird? He's like, yeah, you, you just flew. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's it's. We always talk about the city, and you're like, it'll be nice to see them fi- flying the city. And this is probably why, because they're always so they're so weird. All all these characters. So, and once uh, again, more random animals. Like you see, like all the people's reactions, and there's like a fox in a suit. <laughs> and, like next to all the humans, there's like, what? Okay. And they're getting weirded out by the alien. That, that's all. That, that, I like that. <laughs> like, like, if only the fox had said, did you see that? No, man, can you believe how weird these guys are? Friendly fox fellow in a suit? Yeah, it's like, I love it. It's just like, no explanation for it. It's just there. Yeah, I do, too. It's good stuff. So, um, so while all this is going on, like, you know, everybody being freaked out by the, our heroes, we, we do see these weird figures, like, approach these people who saw, did you see that car explode? Hey, did you see that? And they turn around, and we see, break it out here, we see two figures, two very different looking figures, one skinny, one squat and fat. Um, they're both wearing basically the same clothing, although there's some color alterations, but they're wearing spats, uh, leg warmers, uh, <laughs> forearm warmers, okay, 
puffy <laughs> puffy MC Hammer pants, <laughs> puffy clothing. Um, the the squat the squat fat one is has white Joker uh skin, and uh, basically looks like a clown with uh, earrings and a pointy thing on his head. And the skinny tall one has a caveman's brow and a pretty fluffy mustache. He kind of looks and, like Sam Elliott. Oh, I see that. <laughs> if, if, Less cowboy, it, more you know robotic. Evil person, but yeah, he looks real mean. Real mean. Like yeah, he kind of has this, this fluffy Jace-looking hair flow on the back, and they're both wearing, they're both wearing like you know uh, hats, different hats, but it has the red ribbon symbol on it, um, trademark. So uh, <laughs> as the people say, did you see that car explode? Uh, uh, night. Uh, I should I should say that at this point that the fat one's called number nineteen, and the tall old one's called number twenty. Uh, so number nineteen headbutts this guy. These are the Andrews, by the way. <laughs> Spoilers. Number nineteen headbutts the guy into a wall, and number twenty. I, I think, and also punches the guy out. Number twenty takes a guy because he's like in the middle of the road. The guy's like, get out of the road. He takes the driver by the neck, uh, yanks him out out of the car, and just just strangles him. And this is actually disgusting. In the manga, the guy's head actually pops off. Ooh. Yeah, it's really gross. So, um, a nearby woman screams. It's like, ah! Yamcha's near the nearest, so he he runs into your, um in to investigate, and the androids are gone. Uh, he says, hey, did you guys see what's going on? Like, yeah, they they just disappeared. And Yamcha's like, great. Should I call the others? Clearly, they've attacked. In the air, uh, we see the two androids uh, talking to themselves. They th- they first thought that because they're on the hunt for Goku. Somehow they know who Goku is. They first thought that uh, they they sensed energy and they thought it was Goku, but they said, "Oh no, actually it's Yamcha." And it's a, and a cool thing which I like. They analyze Yamcha. Say Yamcha, address, height, weight, special ability, Rokufu Ken, opinion, and that's like gibberish. Who knows what it is? So they says it's not Goku, but he shall he shall serve us some nice energy. What does that mean? So they float down there, and Yamcha's like still talking to himself. If I don't see them, I probably shouldn't tell anybody. And he turns around and says, hey, did you guys see where, the, where these, these villains went to? And they kind of just stare at them, <laughs> stare at him, looking evil. And he looks onto their heads. Wait, R-R, Red Ribbon? And Nerf 20 says, you found them. <laughs> and then he just grabs him by the, by the face. So at this point... <laughs> He uh, holds up, picks up Yamcha. Yamcha can't, can't, you know, like, he's trying to have him release his face, but he says, I can't. These guys are too, too strong. And uh, a car drives by. Since they're in the middle of the road, the car swerves, crashes into a nearby gas station, and there's this huge apocalyptic fire right behind them. Yamcha says, he's thinking to himself, I can't feel anything. I'm losing energy. They're draining my energy. And then <laughs> he feels something else, something much worse. As 20... Drives his hand right through Yamcha's chest. And, God, this is violent. <laughs> um, so, th- thanks to the explosion and to Yam- Yamcha's dip in energy, all the Z-Fighters can sense exactly what's going on. Krillin actually says, don't tell me this is Yamcha. <laughs> 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 awesome. And, um, so they all fly towards. Yamcha, at this point, has, has, has blacked out, you know, due to having a, his energy drained and <laughs> a hand sitting there for good measure to leave him he's left for dead so uh 20 drops him uh goku's pissed off and says krillin fly yamcha back to bulma that's where i left the senzu beans give a senzu bean and he'll be all right so uh krillin does it really looking scared because yamcha yamcha looks effing dead and just flies towards where back to where bulma is 
Tien, Piccolo, and Goku are all confronting the androids. And uh, Piccolo says, you must be the androids. You don't look as fearsome as I thought. And Tony says, how strange. You f- know that we're androids. And you seem to know that we'd all be here this day. How strange. But that, that won't help you, Goku. And they're like, how do you know my name? We know all about you. You're Piccolo, and you're the one called Ten Shinhan. And um, so uh, P- Goku says, let's, let's get out of here. There's too many people to engage in a fight. And number 20 says, too many people, you say. Oh, well, I can remedy that just fine. And he uses his laser vision. Yes, he has laser vision. To just basically destroy everything in sight, lighting the entire island on fire. And you can tell how much damage they do by Boma, Gohan, Yajirobe, Krillin, and Yamcha's viewpoint. But I see the entire island just like lighting up in, in fire and smoke. And um, and like, oh my god, this is this is too much. Goku it says, does knock it off and punches uh, number 20, whose hat falls down. And you see a cameo from Dr. Willow. <laughs> and that uh, a, a green brain is where his hat used to be. So he uh, calmly picks up the hat, which actually looks, it doesn't look like it's hollow. It looks like it's a big thing. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, it's weird. And um, It looks more like a headpiece as opposed to like a hat. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting design choice. And um, Goku says, uh, <laughs> at this point, the cops show up. <laughs> so like, like, cheese it, the cops, we got to get out of here. Goku says, follow me. I'll, I'll kill you right now. So Goku, Piccolo, and Tien fly off, and the androids are following them to a better place to fight. Uh, Yamcha, Krillin, and Gohan watch them, and Yamcha's like, no, they don't know. I got to tell them that these androids can steal energy. To be continued. So, what are you thinking? I really like it. These guys seem pretty tough. Of course, I mean, they only took out Yamcha, so. <laughs> I'm going to get into that a little bit later, but yeah, this this was a, this is, I thought this was a pretty good intro to our new villains. Pretty threatening. Pretty yeah, scary. definitely different, you know, a lot different than what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, they're they're a lot more calculating. They're cold. They're not like you know like ha ha ha. These weaklings, I'm so strong. They're they're a, a refreshing change from this from the Saiyans and from Freeze. I, I gotta say, it, it, I, I really I love these episodes. They were really like like they show up. At, at first, it's like you know nothing's happening, nothing's happening. Then they're you know all of a sudden Yajirobe's car blows up. He looks like he dies, but he doesn't. Um, you know, they they attack normal civilians, which is cool. Like we said, like the normal the the people in the city get involved in this fight, and uh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Goku's like, you know, let's not fight here off its people. So they just start killing people. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> I like I like the the scene juxtaposition of you know when the cops show up. Goku's like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> no time for questions. It's like a, it's like Batman or something. Like he just got caught. Like, oh. <laughs> I still didn't return my library book. <laughs> oh man! That, so uh, I don't know. I can't remember if it's on the episode we covered because I watched a few uh, after this, where Bone was like basically getting on to Yajirobe for not, you know, joining the fight. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, you're you're supposed to be a brave warrior. You're not helping out." You know. And then she's eventually like, "Oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna take me down there to see them," because she wants to be in the middle of it for some reason with her baby. Mother of the Year, right there. God, I know. But he's like, she's like, no, no, I can't, no, I can't. She's like, you're useless. He's like, lady, I can't fly. She's <laughs> like, oh, never mind. <laughs> well, but yeah, what is it? What's wrong with her? Like, like these people, 
she sees what's going on, and she's still like, you know, I want to go down there and watch. Like, uh, yeah, mother of the year, exactly. Um, so what do, what do you think about the androids? Like, do, like, like how they kind of come off, like, uh, their designs? Like, what, what's your initial... I think, like, I mean, they come off as androids, obviously. Like, I like that they're emotionless. They're very calculating. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, particularly cool if you compare them to, like, Frieza, who started off kind of that way, but eventually the, his emotions took the, you know, best of them, and he was... He got, like, angry and jealous and very right. whiny. Yes. So it's cool to see an enemy who, that Goku can't affect like that. You know, can't affect emotionally. Somebody who, you, whose emotions won't be, won't be their downfall. Yeah, yeah, so you, you know they can't go that route with it. Just like you know that, I like that they already know Goku. That They, they have, like, a pre-programmed mission. Yeah. To find him, and the whole energy uh, absorption thing—that's that's neat. That's something different. Yeah, that is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like you know, it it's, it's like a video game. You know, it, it minuses their energy and pluses their energy. Like, um, so it's gonna it's gonna take more of a like strategy to defeat them. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, yeah, it's not just like you know, wear them down. Because that's sort of what happens with Frieza. Like I, when he was fighting Super Saiyan Goku, like. Goku just said, you know, your energy's like, you know, fleeting your body. You know, you're not a challenge anymore. They can just, you know, get their hands on you because, like, they have that little uh, ruby in their palm to kind of, you know, suck it up. So, don't let them grab you. Uh, okay, I, I, I've been saving this for a while now. I want to talk about Yamcha. <laughs> I, I've actually had this in my mind for a long. Like, I've actually been waiting for this for a while. Now, it's sort of been like the uh, the like the current. Fan, fandom zeitgeist that Yamcha's the sucky character and I find it interesting because like that wasn't all, as somebody who's been in the game for for a while now that wasn't always the case like it used to be that like you know if you want to talk about sucky characters it was either Krillin or Chaozu <laughs> who we see isn't in the saga um but along the way like Yamcha <laughs> the poor bastard just like he just like he he sucks <laughs> It seems like he's getting a lot of flack on this series. Like a lot, a lot of he's getting more development. Like a lot, you see him a lot more towards this time. time. But at the same time, it's like, man, he's getting thrown on the bus for Vegeta by Boma. It's like you got to feel bad for the guy. And then he gets, you know, he gets manhandled by the androids right here at the beginning of the saga. So it's like, wow, it's it's not looking pretty good for you right now, man. Well, yeah, it's it's a shame. It's honestly a shame because I really do like Yamcha. I don't think oh Yamcha sucks. I, I don't. But uh. Like if you, I mean, if you just Google Yamcha memes, it's like you know Yamcha fights Magikarp and he dies. <laughs> so it's like you know there is there is a certain pattern, and then and it's funny because for a guy who was a very valued character in Dragon Ball, like you know he was like he was like one of the first characters that they met, and you know, he gave Goku a challenge. Would you believe it? You know he used to have a sword himself, and he would pursue in the tournaments, and he went, he went toe to toe with Tien, and he learned how to do the Kamehameha, and um. Really? Fought, yeah, like he, yeah, uh, Dragon Ball, you, you would see like he would, he would have uh, his own moves. He had like he, his main move, which you, you don't ever see in Dragon Ball Z, you won't ever see it, but like, his main technique was something called uh, basically translates to Wolf Fang Fist, um, which when the androids were analyzing him and they said, you know, specialty attack, like that that was it in Japanese, like a Roku Fuken. So um, he, he, he had a lot going for him in Dragon Ball. And it's like when the Saiyans show up, he's just left out in the dust. <laughs> and it's a shame because like I don't think he ever wins any fights from here on in. Or he really didn't back then. Like 
I mean, he won. He won fights for a while, but like once the Saiyan Saga showed, Saiyan Saga happened. He's 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 in a downward spot. He loses his girl. You know, he uh, <laughs> who gets impregnated by this like the guy who's responsible for his death. That's the most. That's the most undignified thing I can imagine. <laughs> Somebody kills you, then knocks up your girl. Oh man! Someone kills you, bring you're back to life, and he has to live with him as he knocks up your girl. Yeah, he moved because Vegeta just moves on in, out trains him. You know, because who, who, his goal is to beat Goku. You know, Yamcha's goal is just to stay alive. It's just <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. Uh, what do you think about Yamcha? What's your, what's your opinion separate from you know what the internet tells you to think? Without you know, without being able to see or having any knowledge of you know what he did in Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty limited. But even right here, I'd put him. I mean, I don't put him any worse than like Vegeta or Tien. You know, I don't see I don't see him as an innately bad character. Right. I mean, he did die. You know, fighting the Cybermen, but still. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, and granted, he is actually very whiny in these episodes. He really is. And he's like, no, like that that Trunks guy from the future, he he, he didn't know anything. Cut to Yamcha Opus car blowing up. Like literally, the camera's on on Yamcha like smiling when the explosion happens, <laughs> to show how wrong he is. Um, which is actually kind of funny because when you cut down to like what happens later on when he when they go up against the androids, like could that scene have been even more? Could that scene have been more violent? <laughs> it's almost like the show itself doesn't like Yamcha. Yeah, <laughs> with the whole you know. The the which by the way that was cut out in uh the tsunami uh aired episode that um like energy energy his energy was sucked up and then like and then you just cut to like uh twenty throwing him down and then Goku says give him a sense of being like I I didn't know until like the DVDs came out that like that happened that that his chest was run through which I thought was ooh that's 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 really nasty and you see blood flying down the ground I was like ooh man but um although I do question if Goku dies from from getting something. Uh, running through his chest. How come Yamcha didn't die? But I guess it didn't have any sense. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. And and to his credit, they did think initially that he was Goku, that he would be that strong. So that's interesting. Yeah, I did like that. And you, I mean, well, that that would kind of go into the next episode. But yeah, I do like that. It's like, oh, hey, is that him? Oh, oh, no, no, it's not. But he'll do. He'll do good enough. Like he was obviously enough energy to to. uh to sustain them for a little bit, right? Like, like they say, like, like they, they didn't say, "Oh, forget him; he's not worth it." They say, "No, he will make a, a good surplus to our energy." Twenty says. Now, how 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 much farther did you watch? Because it kind of will bleed into our cliffhanger for the next episode. I want to say I watched up until episode sixty-one or sixty. Sixty, sixty-one. Oh, this is fifty-nine right now. Okay, so that's that's not too much later. So yeah, there, there's you'll, you'll see that there's a. Uh, there's a recurring theme with, with the energy stealing in these episodes with the androids and their origins, but um, it's it's going it's going to get pretty pretty fun. Uh, and I believe that's all I really have on this one. I mean, I I liked it, I really did, but it's it's one of those things we kind of just sit back and watch as opposed to analyze succinctly. Oh, I will say that like you know I don't know if you noticed this, but Trunks is a half Saiyan, right? Yes. Uh, you know, Vegeta's full Saiyan, Bulma's human, just like Goku and Chi Chi are with Gohan. Uh, we don't see a tail. For baby trunks, like Gohan had. Hmm. Which is interesting. This is true. He's also wrapped up in a, in a like blanket. So maybe it's just wrapped around him. Or. Well, we won't. Uh, we won't it, I can tell you, we won't. We won't see a tail from him ever. I don't think they ever addressed uh-huh. it. So maybe it's a recessive gene. 
Hmm. But yeah, it could it could have just had more of a human heritage than. Or yeah, like you said, recessive. Does yeah. does he ever turn a great ape? No, he does not. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have that ability. Well, it's interesting because uh, going back to what Vegeta said about um, the Saiyans having all black hair, even Gohan has black hair, but then again, both of his parents have black hair. Trunks having purple hair, which, um, you know, just like his, his father. And, and then the manga, Bulma has purple hair as opposed to blue hair. Like, it shows that Trunks, Trunks is probably one of the more human of the half human, half Saiyan people. Cause go on, go on. I think you look at Gohan and kind of probably figure him being the same with his crazy hair and him looking like Goku. Trunks looks totally different than what you would imagine a Saiyan to look. Yeah, like. any other Saiyan. So it's like what Chaozu says. Uh, he looked. He seems so familiar with Earth and um, him growing up. You know, on Earth, not not going to outer space or anything. Uh, which, by the way, I think I mentioned. I think I didn't mention this during when they were waiting for Goku. But we get Piccolo's explanation as to why he didn't leave with the, the Namekians. Uh, basically, he, he doesn't want to live on a boring, boring planet with boring. Yeah, planets. he said he would have been bored. <laughs> Which I can see, like you know, planet is more interesting with Goku around. So, just to tie up that loose end. But um, oh, here's one final note because I I know for sure now that we've talked about you know Kenji Yamamoto, and how he was fired for plagiarizing music. Now we have like the uh, Kenichi <laughs> score. How, how what are you thinking about the music? Do you notice a big difference, or does that impress upon you at all? I haven't yet, not with these episodes. I mean, I noticed the the initial theme they have. It's mm-hmm. kind of, I guess it's like when things are about to go down theme. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I didn't notice any particular beats. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I really like it. I can assure you there won't be a lot of repeated music. I mean, there'll be repeated music, but like... It's not like it's not like with the, the original Kai music where like the same themes would play every episode, which I really got... That really did get on my nerves. But, um... That's just something to look out for. <laughs> well done, Frieza. It only took you four tries to destroy that little boy. <laughs> I was just warming up, Father. That's all. Really? <laughs> of course, son. Of course. <laughs> Hey, Frieza! When I get my hands on... Frieza finally met his fate at the hands of this mysterious young stranger who claims to be a Super Saiyan? Find out all this and more on the next action-packed episode of Dragon Ball Z! So that's basically it in terms of what we're going to cover today, because we're going to cover a lot more violence and, you know... <laughs> <laughs> violence and destruction. Yeah, now this really... I. 
I, I know I, I keep on saying this is really my favorite era of Dragon Ball Z. I'm I'm happy that we're into this now. It's a good way to start off the new year. Like I think the theme for this episode that we're recording is like unpredictability, and that kind of continues throughout the same uh same saga. That could kind of continue throughout the um the uh, Android saga, and then later on the Cell saga, and then the Cell games like that. Like like it gets less and less predictable. And I think Toriyama as an author gets a lot better. And it's almost because this, the whole pr- uh, premise of the Android saga is so dark, everybody dies. It's almost like he, he's kind of taking the storytelling more seriously, even though even though Freeze saga was dark. This one has a lot, this one's a lot more serious, which which I can kind of appreciate. So, uh, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. It's almost like well, I don't know if necessarily more serious, but it's I guess it hits closer to home, like literally since they're on Earth, and it's. Well, ultimately, Frieza, you know, Frieza's goal was to get the Dragon Balls. It became personal. These guys, their entire goal was to go after Goku. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, like it's, it's actively, there, 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 there are assassins for Goku, <laughs> which is cool. Um, so they came out, and that's what you know, first thing they were looking for. Yeah, this is this is actually probably this is probably the most personal sagas of Dragon Ball Z. Like the villains are, are you know, they're they're intended to kill Goku, and. It, the the story does hinge a lot on like the I think I would imagine I would go I would go as far as to say that like this is the most this is the this is the saga where the characters and their development and their and their histories matter the most so this will be, this will probably have the most um, personal, personal it definitely has the most callbacks to you know the original series oh for sure I mean like they're fighting the Red Ribbon Army again <laughs> and, and I mean, I'll, I'll be it way differently so it's not a retreat but yeah um. So yeah, that's uh, basically this episode. Let's let me bring up this old schedule to see what all you listeners out there in listener land should be watching for the next episode. If you have any thoughts, please email in at dbcnextdimension at hotmail dot com so you can uh, have a conversation going about how you feel about the Android saga, whether you hate it, whether you like it. Because there are you know there are some things I I know people don't like the idea that like Trunks can just show up automatically as super like people. I think Trunks can get a, a reputation as a Gary Stu or a Mary Sue. That he shows up is a Super Saiyan is half human, half Earth, half Saiyan. Kills Frieza out of you know? nowhere. Yeah, I, I I think that that that's a that's a fair criticism, but I don't really care. It's like because he's awesome. Yeah, he's so cool. So uh, for the month of February, we'll be covering DBZ Kai episodes sixty through sixty four, DBZ original enemy episodes one twenty eight through one thirty five, and manga chapters one forty five through one fifty seven. So uh, until then, Jesse, as you know, I've kind of forced myself into saying, <laughs> any final thoughts before we leave it for January? Don't let yourself get power sucked by an android. Or have his old man hands run inside your body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have phrased that better. <laughs> uh, and with that pleasant image in your mind, we'll see you guys <sighs> next time. Sayonara. Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.libson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please send in feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Next time on The Next Dimension, we will cover the Red Ribbon Androids, Vegeta Returns, 
and Dr. Giroux's laboratory. See you then. From an old cat food commercial? Poor hates it when I do that. I ate cat food once? Oh man, I thought it was tuna fish. I had a weird dream last night that Vegeta came back. What? Vegeta? You dreamt about him? You know, actually, he was pretty nice to me in the dream. And a good kisser to boot. What? You kissed him? It was just a dream, Yamcha. Hey, you! I left you some fresh clothes. Hello! You alive in there? I heard you! You can leave now! By Death Master, your wish is my command! Ugh. The female species! Such an enigma! Yeah, that Vegeta is nothing but trouble. He's so unpredictable, it's hard to tell what his motives are. I think he just wants to find Goku. Poor guy, he's obsessed. He's used to getting what he wants, that's all. He's like a spoiled little kid. Man, sounds like you. <sighs> Hello? Huh? Servant woman, bring me a drying cloth at once. <clears throat> woman, can you hear me? I hear you, but my name is Bulma, and I'm not your servant, so say please. <clears throat> Forget about the stupid drying cloth, then. Suit yourself, dread dry, you jerk. What in the... Is this some kind of joke? Is what a joke? These garments that you left... <laughs> Are they for a man or a woman? They're pink! <laughs> Come on! It's the style here! Oh, men in pink! How bizarre! <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous! I'm a warrior! Not a... a a variety of flower? Well, you smell good. <laughs> <laughs>
It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Huh? Tien, Jiaotzu! Vegeta, I didn't realize you were going to be here, too. Is that okay? As a matter of fact, it isn't. I still haven't forgotten what happened the last time we met. You disgust me. <clears throat> How can you stomach him, Yamcha? Ha! <laughs> Loser! What?! Hey, cool it, guys! This is no time to fight, okay? Hey! Maybe it would help us relax a little if we all sing a song! Shut up! You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here! Now you stay in the back and keep quiet, woman! I don't have time for your stupidity right now! What? Stupid? Take that back! Bulma isn't stupid! So you think I'm smart, then? Well, I guess you're as smart as you can be, being a girl and all. Ah! Ah! I'm not letting go until you say you're sorry! Alright, alright, I'm sorry! <laughs> as a matter of fact, it isn't.